0: Are you listening? Whoa, sing it back. Whoa, are you listening? Yes, we are in it, baby. We are all the way back in the saddle. In the saddle of a stars born. I'm your host, Chris Arneson. And this is episode four of my podcast, A Stars Born, a podcast about movies and actors and actresses and all the movies they've been in and all that fun stuff. And this week's episode, I don't know why I'm saying this week, because just did an episode last night. Yesterday, actually, you can check out you can check out the Brody Stevens episode from last night um, in honor of Brody Stevens, who just passed away yesterday. And then you can check out the Mark Wahlberg episode and my first episode, which was Will Ferrell. So get into that. But today I'm going to be talking about Paul Rudd. And you might be wondering, Chris, why are you going to be talking about Paul Rudd? Why not some other actor? Well, let me tell you. I actually got a little story for you. So I was just at the gym. I was riding the exercise bike and watching one of the TVs. There's about like eight TVs in, within view. So one of them was on, I think it was FX. Um fearless i believe is the slogan we still haven't been able to identify what that slogan is but uh so i think it was fx that had role models which is one of paul rudd's movies and then call me central was on one of the other tvs and they were showing parks and rec but then that episode ended and guess what came on you you guessed it a paul rudd movie and guess what Paul Rudd movie it was? Knocked Up. Yeah, not exactly a Paul Rudd movie, but he's in it a lot. So he probably um has a screen time in that movie. So <laughs> that is why I decided to do Paul Rudd. I was going to do someone else. I'm not even going to tell you who it was because I'll just save them for a future episode. Well, we'll, well you, can, you can think about who you think it might be, but I'm not going to tell you who that person was, but <laughs> yeah, who was it? Who could have been? We'll find out soon. But I saw that as a sign from like the podcast gods, if you will, the TV gods and the movie gods, all of them, that today, right now, I should be talking about Paul Rudd. He's the person. That I'm supposed to be doing an episode about today. So, um... Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. (laughs) Excuse me. That's why we are talking about Paul Rudd. And, uh... That leads me to another question. So, um... This coincidences thing. Like, that's a pretty big coincidence, isn't it? That I was... Because I was even thinking about doing Paul Rudd for an episode earlier today. I was like... I was leaning towards this other person but my backup was paul Rudd, and i was like i might do him and then role models is on tv and then knocked up comes on tv so i see that as a sign i i do believe i guess if you're wondering in my opinion i do believe in like some sort of like coincidence like higher power and coincidences because I don't know about you, like, whenever you're, like, thinking about someone and they call you or text you or something, like, that kind of thing happens, like, like, it seems like there's just something, like, controlling those, some sort of higher power in the iCloud, controlling those things, I don't don't know, man, and I definitely also believe in ghosts and aliens, these are two completely separate issues. I don't know if they're issues, but they're separate topics, but let me, I guess, let me just say, I've never really had a specific ghost experience that I can look back on and say, that, and reflect on, and say that that's something that happened to me, but, I mean, I've just, I guess I've been places where I just had, like, I got goosebumps, I got chills on my, going down my back when I walked through these doorways and stuff, and I definitely just have sensed, Presences and places, and it it's just i that's the kind of thing i def- I definitely believe in it, and I used to love ghost adventures uh I believe it was on Travel channel or discovery, maybe, but I love ghost adventures, and it's just this t v show if you don't know it where these guys just they camp out in like haunted houses and prisons and like abandoned prisons and all these crazy places that are definitely haunted. And they have all sorts of weird equipment they use. And these guys get pretty crazy. They they get pretty messed up from some of these ghosts. So, I mean, that's all I got to say about that. Is I, I definitely, it's convincing, is the stuff. and I think that's something that you can add to your Netflix queue. Cue the Netflix queue music, please. I'm asking my producer. Um yeah, add that to your Netflix queue, Ghost Adventures, check it out, um, before we get, oh, and as for aliens, uh, there's just, I just think that the galaxy is, this just sounds so, it sounds so spacey, the galaxy is just so big, and there's so many different, there's different galaxies, and different universes, and different planets, that there has to be life form, there's gotta be life form on some sort of life on one of these planets. I mean, I just believe in that that's the thing. And I don't know if aliens are necessarily on earth, but it definitely would not surprise me if there were aliens and like, like I've driven through like Eastern Montana and stuff. So like there's some very barren land out there that not a lot of, not a lot of people out there. Like there's some, definitely some places that Aliens could build little civilizations and little towns, and no one would even be the wiser um that's what i mean i I would not be surprised honestly if someday we found out that there were towns of aliens in like the somewhere in the midwest somewhere in the Rocky mountain region. I don't know um another thing I wanted to say well let's before we get into that, let's do my plugs so if you don't know. Who I am? I'm Chris Arneson. You should probably go back and listen to the first three episodes of A Star Is Born before you listen to this one. I, I mean, that's what I would do if I was you. When I listen to podcasts, I like to start with the first episode, especially when it's only on the fourth one. Like, you only have to listen to three more, like three, before you can get back to this one. So, I, I and I won't go anywhere. I'll I'll be right here waiting for you. So, if you want, you can do that or um, whatever. But, um, what was I saying? Yes, my name is Chris Arneson. I'm a author, I'm a writer, um, originally from Bothell, Washington, which is near Seattle. It's north of Seattle, uh, about 20 minutes north. Um, but now I live in Pullman, Washington, right across the street from Washington State University. Uh, right now I'm in my apartment. I'm looking out the window. It's freezing today. It's probably like Twenty five degrees. Sunny, but still snowy. It's been snowy here for the past over a month, like like I talked about in the uh, previous episodes. Not much has changed since yesterday. But it's sunnier though. It's much it's bright out there. I wore my sunglasses when I walked to the gym. About a mile there to the gym. Um but yeah, I'm an author. I have a couple books on Amazon that you can you can pick them up on Amazon, or you can get the. You can also do, get them on Kindle. So if you have a Kindle, it's only two ninety nine for my books on Kindle. So that's a really good deal. So check that out. Uh, yeah, my first book is called Sponge Cake, a mostly made up story about a completely insane town, and that one is a fiction novel, and it's based on a bake sale at a middle school, and. It's just a fun adventure. Um, I just had a lot of fun writing it, so that's the first it's my first book, and it's like the first thing I ever really wrote like seriously like so it's just I think it's a good representation of of my writing style and my creativity, so I, I think it's something really fun to I would definitely recommend picking that up and uh my second book is called "What's in the Fridge?" and that's a nonfiction book and that's mainly inspirational, motivational, spiritual. Um it's kinda of like in the self-help genre. And if there's also some short stories and pop culture, like some lists, some just some fun stuff, some fun like pop culture stuff there as well, along with the other stuff. So that's called What's in the Fridge. The first one's called Sponge Cake, a mostly made up story about a completely insane town. You can search Chris Arneson on Amazon and check those out. Yeah. Sponge Cake is the blue one and what's in the fridge it's the red one. So Yeah, and then my blog is thegoat1.blogspot.com. Check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Chris the Author Eight. Follow me on Instagram at chrisarneson eight. and um Go to my website, christheauthor.com. C H R I S T H E A U T H O R dot com. Check it out, man. And that's all my plugs. So we we did it. We did it, guys. Thanks for listening. No, <laughs> we're gonna, that'd be funny if the podcast just ends all of a sudden. no, it's not over yet, guys. We're just, we're just getting in. We're just getting in this baby. Easy for me to say. Just getting into it. But before we get into it, I want to say, what superhero would I be? That question arises because Paul Rudd plays Ant-Man, obviously, and that's Ant-Man's kind of like a weird, like anti-superhero superhero, if you will. But I don't know. If I was a superhero, I feel like I would. I'd be like pizza, pizza dude. something like that i'd be i'd be like a something to do with pizza just because pizza is my favorite food of all time and i just love it that much that it would be in my superhero name maybe like the pizza topper and my deal would be that i would grab pizza toppings off people's pizzas and then throw them at bad guys and um use those to knock them out and yeah, that I think that's what that's what we got. Pizza Topper. That's my superhero. Um so before we get into Paul Rudd's films, I want to do another regular segment here where we talk about a Simpsons episode because I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons. If you'll remember and this week's Simpsons episode, or this episodes Simpsons, it's just easy for me to say this week, even though there's more than one podcast a week, let's just keep saying this week, it's, it makes it easy on me, okay? <laughs> Get off and back, okay? This week's Simpsons episode is Mom and Pop Art from Season 10, Episode 19, April 11th, 1999, is the original due date, or not due date, um, air dates. Let me just pull up. Give me one second here. Sorry about that dead air there. Uh ha ha ha. Okay, here we go. Mom and Pop Art. So this is really funny because basically this episode is based around Homer uh, making a barbecue pit. Or trying to make a barbecue pit. Uh, speaking of pizza. Excuse me for a second while I take a bite of this beautiful pizza that I just purchased a frozen pizza pizza with a coleslaw and hot sauce on it my mouth is literally watering right now so one second Mm-mm-mm. oh my gosh sorry sorry if I'm chewing on the mic these mics are hot That's like the best pizza I've ever ate Speaking of pizza, <clears throat> I'm looking at the apartment. I can see an apartment about thirty feet away from me right now, and I'm looking at the balcony. And someone just ordered Domino's pizza, and the Domino's pizza guys walking right by right now. And there he goes with his giant what's that? Like a pizza warmer? That giant container that they. They, they throw the cardboard boxes at him. Yeah, and that's a fun little live update right there. Mm, mm, mm. This is like the pizza episode. So anyway, Homer, it's another Homer episode where he um, tries to build a barbecue pit, and he messes up, and it becomes an art, like a, how do you, what do you say, like a, like an art exhibit in in the the Louvre how do you say that the L L O U V R E. how do you I can't remember how to say that it's like a fancy museum the the, Lure, the Louvre the Louvre the Louvre how you doing in a world you can't forget movie guy in a world. Okay, so anyway. Homer messes up building the barbecue pit. And turns into an art exhibit. And that brings me to another thing you gotta add to your Netflix queue. Cue the Netflix queue music. Velvet Buzzsaw. It's a super weird original movie. Starring Jake Jolenhall and he's like an art critic so that's just i guess that just reminded me of uh this of the simpsons episode. So i just wanted to give a shout out to that like don't necessarily add it to your netflix queue like it wasn't in my opinion it was a, it was just an okay movie but you know how those those netflix originals can be kind of wacky sometimes so it was all right i don't know if you're a fan of art you should definitely watch it. And if you're a fan of... I mean, everyone's a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. So it's, so it's like, maybe maybe you should check it out. I'm sure we'll have... A, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sure we'll have a Jake Gyllenhaal episode in the future. Maybe uh, we'll do Jake and Maggie. We'll do a Jake and his sister. Maybe split a split episode. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be fun. Okay. Anyway, back to this episode. So we talked about... Um, The Simpsons, and we talked about the connection to Velvet Buzzsaw, and I think now, oh, and yeah, in case you didn't figure it out, I'm sure you figured this out, but the connection to the barbecue and Paul Rudd is, Paul Rudd is from Kansas City, and Kansas City is like the home of barbecue or, or whatever, so... Or it's like one of the big homes of barbecue, apparently, so along with Austin and I don't know where else you get barbecue, but Kansas City, for sure. So that's why I did that Simpsons episode. Yeah, I think we should hop in the now would be a good time for us to pogo stick on over, hop on over to Paul Rudd's IMDb page. He has a ton of credits. He has over 100 acting credits on his IMDb page. So this is going to be a beefy episode in case you were wondering. In case you have to go anywhere. But, I mean, you can pause it whenever you want. So it so doesn't matter how long it is. It's going, to, it's going to be a long one, I'm telling you. It's going to be a beefy episode right here. A nice barbecue, beefy episode. So the first thing, Paul Rudd is in. His first credit, 1992, he did a video called Jamie's Secret, okay? 1992, he also did a short called Picture Perfect. He was a photographer. 1992, he also was in a movie called A Question of Ethics as Kenny Chin. Okay, I don't know what any of these are, so let's just keep on moving. He was in a TV series a mini-series, 1993, The Fire Next Time. The Fire Next Time. That's a weird title. He played David in one episode. He was in a TV movie in 1993. He plays Scott in A Moment of Truth, Stalking Back. He was in another TV series, 1994. Rebel Highway, he plays Jimmy Russoff. Okay. Let's just click on one of these. Let's click on Moment of Truth, Stalking Back. See what this is. See what this is all about. Oh my goodness. This is a rough movie. Holy cow. I almost don't even want to... I mean, I guess I got myself into it, so I gotta read it now. <clears throat> A teen girl is stalked and harassed by a perverted man 10 years older than she is 10 years older than she is but despite help from her family there's little the police can do to get rid of him Oh my gosh that sounds like an intense who plays the old man let's let's see who plays the old man um John Martin never heard of him He looks pretty scary though so wow I mean I guess that's what can happen when you click on a random thing. I mean you never know what you never know what the plot's gonna be. So I think I just clicked on I clicked on um the fire next time and it says the greenhouse effects and global warming take their toll as droughts, floods and hurricanes weak wreak mass destruction in a world gone mad one family struggles against uh, to survive against all odds blah 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 blah, blah. yada 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 okay anyway <laughs> let's move on so he's in a tv series of 1994 wild oats he plays brian grant and i think that's a good place for us to pause there let's put paul red and pause right there and i think now i want to do a little audible first i want to say something i thought was kind of funny so i got a couple roommates here and one of my roommates is going he today this morning he went to a 24-hour hackathon for like it I like I'm not into like the gaming and coding thing, but I think it's like one of those things for coders or whatever. Like I, I don't even know what all of it means really, but um, that just made me think that like 24 hour hackathon like like these like coding guys, these coding dudes are like they're like the sting of the IT world. Like these guys don't do anything for less than 18 hours. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I laugh at my own, I make myself laugh, like, if you don't get it, like, Sting, the guy from the police, does, like, the tantric, I think he does, like, tantric sex or something, yeah, I make myself laugh, that's a long way to go for that one, um, (laughs) anyway, uh, let's get away from that, and let's talk about, let's let's uh transition here to um little little uh segue to um a fun little story that i've been keeping in my back pocket uh so when i was growing up i played basketball in a recreation league called the nyba so the nyba um i played on a team with all my friends pretty much all my friends so many friends um but it was fun though um give me a second here one sec eat my delicious coleslaw pizza in case you've never put coleslaw on a pizza with hot sauce with a cholula hot sauce i would definitely recommend it mm. holy toledo holy toledo I just had a huge, sorry about chewing on mic. I just had a huge bite right there, too big of a bite, okay, anyway, the NYBA, it was like a recreational basketball league, kind of for kids who didn't want to play like super serious, like they didn't want to play for the, for, like the junior high or the high school, because that was like too serious a basketball I guess. They want to play, like, a little more, like, laid-back environment. Um, less competitive, like, not, not need a, I need to take a sip of this ice-cold water for my Red Robins, my Red Robins water ball. One second, baby. mm, mm, mm. Oh, okay, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so, like, for example, like, I think it was my team, or maybe one of the other teams, they would always do, like, joke defenses, like, they had this thing where they would call out like crab defense, and then they would all all do like that thing where like they move like crabs, like super fast <laughs> towards the person with the ball. <laughs> but it would like it would usually work though, like when they did the <laughs> especially the crab defense, because if everyone's like everyone's using their hands like pinchers and they're they're all like moving like crabs at the, imagine that if you had the ball and five <laughs> five guys just start moving at you like a crab and like pinching their hands at you like you'd probably just end up like throwing up like a hook shot from like 30 feet like if that happened and that's what usually happened so what's another i think zombie defense was another one of the defenses i mean you can imagine what that one was they would all just uh they would all just act like zombies and hold out their arms and walk right at the person with the ball and the person would freak out and like throw it out bounds or something like hit a popcorn vendor even though there weren't there weren't usually popcorn vendors at a nyba game it wasn't that big of a deal but you get the picture so i'm not now i want to try to remember what what was another one the defense is so they had crab defense zombie defense that will just be a fun game. We'll we'll come back to that later in the podcast probably. I'll try to remember throughout the podcast one one of the other defenses. Oh man, what could that have been? Anyway, so that's what the NYBA was. It was like not that serious of a league. It was pretty just. It was supposed to be fun, you know. Like the referees were like like maybe like two two or three years older than us just kids, just probably volunteers, like, I don't know if they're getting paid, so everyone was supposed to be having a good time, but I used to have a bit of a temper when I was growing up, especially in sports, is when it reared its ugly head, like, I definitely, in baseball, I wasn't the best hitter, um, I just got a piece of coleslaw on my teeth there just got it out (laughs) if you want to update on that (laughs) Mm. i wasn't the best hitter. so like whenever i struck out or something i'd like throw my metal bat on the concrete so like imagine that like coming back to the dugout like throwing your helmet throwing your bat like that kind of stuff like my teammates were probably scared of me (laughs) for gonna be honest the other team was probably scared of me coaches were probably scared of me but I just had trouble controlling my temper sometimes. So, Or a lot of the time when I was playing sports. And in basketball, that happened too sometimes. And on this day, this day was especially rough for me. Apparently, I was probably not shooting well from the field. Probably got some 50-50 calls from the refs that went against me or something. And the final one that broke the straw... What's that saying? Like, broke the straw in the camel's back or whatever? Like, is that saying? I, I might be making that up. <laughs> but uh, the final one that just put me over the edge was I was going, like, on a fast break. And the guy just blatantly tripped me. And then the ball just bounced out of bounds. And the ref just called it out of bounds on me. So I, I as on the ground, I remember. Cause I got, I had gone tripped and knocked to the ground and the ball just had rolled slowly out, rolled slowly to the concrete wall, bounced off the wall. But then I, I must, cause I kind of just like got so like, I don't know, I, cause I used to have a bad temper for some reason. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I mean, I've gotten, as I got older, I've found a ways to like, I don't know, I've just found ways to like control myself a little better. But anyway, I just got so, like, full of, like, rage, and I must have just, like, blacked out, seriously must have blacked out with rage or something, (laughs) like, I don't know if you ever got that mad, but, yeah, I stood up and, like, I just started, like, yelling, like, just imagine just dropping, like, every F-bomb, like, (laughs) every, like, just every swear word you can imagine, you know, just dropping every... Everything just yelling at the raps, just <laughs> just yelling at the top of my lungs in front of like a ton of like parents and like everyone from everyone, and then I just remember after I'm probably yelled for like fifteen seconds or something, but that fifteen seconds seems like fifteen minutes so when that's happening, you know when that kind of thing's happening that that fifteen seconds seems like an eternity, <laughs> so. Yeah, I just took my jersey off, and then I just laid my jersey on the on the floor, just probably center court, probably right at midcourt. Um, and I just laid my jersey on the ground and just walked out. And then I think after that, I think I probably walked – oh, yes, that's, I went to, like, the woods pretty much. I pretty much just went to the forest, like, right behind the – because it was, like, middle school that we were playing at – so I think I just walked to the forest <laughs> right behind the middle school and just like sat there for a while. And probably, probably just sat there and cried for a while. Just, just like thought about everything. Probably <laughs> it was probably very. I'm sure it was a very stressful day for me. Oh man, I can't even imagine how stressful that was. <laughs> oh, but I, man, like having a, that's what happens when you have a temper. It's like you bring like a lot of, a lot of heartache. A lot of stress on yourself that's unneeded, but yeah, I must I must have just sat there for hours or something. But then I remember coming back inside and I sat behind the vending machine, that, like right outside the gym door, and I just sat there. And I remember like my team was like having the post game meeting, uh, like probably like 12 feet away from me, and I was sitting behind the vending machine. And I wonder if they knew I was there, because I was probably still crying, <laughs> so you could probably hear me crying, <laughs> oh my gosh, but there's nothing wrong with that, there's nothing wrong with showing emotion, it's healthy, it's healthy, you know, it's, you gotta, I think it's more healthy to be able to express those emotions, but, I mean, definitely not in, like, uh, losing your temper kind of way, like, rageful way, but I've figured, I think I've figured out, I don't know, I mean, I just haven't lost my temper as much. But um it's tough though. It's just like it's you gotta you gotta figure out ways to like relax yourself and like bring yourself back into the moment if you ever feel yourself going down that road, I think. <laughs> it's it's just it's like a personal it's a very personal thing, I think. But anyway, that's the story. And apparently I think the refs or my teammates told me that the refs gave me like four technical fouls maybe four or five technical fouls, and yeah, I obviously got ejected from the game, too, and I was suspended the next game, too, so I think I set the record that day for most technical fouls in one game. Uh, I think I set the NYBA record, so, (laughs) but yeah, I think think it's just important for everyone, anyone out there who struggles with, like, losing their temper, controlling themselves, that maybe, like, go to i never went to anger management but so i i think it's important though for for you to find find a find a healthy a healthy way to control that maybe if it's going to anger management and talking to someone and talking to a counselor and going to therapy then that works for you then that's something you should do but whatever works for you i mean just whatever's healthy and effective as long as it's not hurting anyone else and I think that's the most important thing so yeah that's the story i think that was a fun i always thought that was a fun story that i never really had the chance to tell and i've always i've always uh for some reason i've always kind of been proud of (laughs) because it's like (laughs) it sounds weird (laughs) it's not like a good thing to be proud of it but it's the only thing that any of us will ever remember from playing nyba like the only thing we'll ever remember is that time that I mean, I think at least for me, the only thing I remember really is the time I got four technical fouls and I got ejected and <laughs> went crazy. <laughs> so, I I don't know, like sometimes it's, it's not always a good thing that you that's a memory, but I don't know, it's, it's it's just one of those fun stories, I think. So now I want to tell another fun story about a Midwest baseball trip I went on in This must have been June of 2007. I was 14. I went with my cousin and my grandma. And the baseball trip, it was like an organized thing. We we rode on a tour bus with probably 30 other people, mostly senior citizens. And it was awesome, man. We started, my grandma lives in Rapid City, South Dakota. So we started there. Uh, we drove over to Sioux Falls, I believe, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Then we started from there. We went to Minnesota. We went to the Twins' old the Metrodome before they got their new stadium. So that's like I never really liked watching baseball in domes. The Mariners used to play in the Kingdom, but I was always I was pretty young when they played in the Kingdom, so I don't they really have that many memories from it. But Safeco feels is just a million times better, in my opinion. I love, like, outside baseball during the summer, like a nice, warm summer night, you know? And just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> I love it. But you don't get that when you play baseball in a dome. You don't get the chance to experience the outside weather. Because I think baseball, like, the weather's like, the elements are almost like a part of the game. It's kind of like football. As long as it's not raining, as long as so long as it's not interfering with gameplay. The I just love outside baseball, is all I'm saying. So the Metrodome is not very nice either. It was not the not the nicest venue. So we started there. Then we drove over to Milwaukee. We went to Miller Park. That's a really nice, like futuristic looking, cool stadium. It has a retractable roof, like Safeco. Oh man. Those must be Oh, I think they're really expensive to move back and forth. But I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. They probably have a bunch of money. What am I talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I just remember when we when we were in Milwaukee, just looking out at the parking lot and seeing all the tailgaters, like all the Packers fans uh, and Brewers fans, and I mean not as many Bucks fans really. But now the Bucks are good. <laughs> NBA a- NBA update. But uh, <laughs> Greek Freak, Greek Freak MVP, that's what I say. Anyway, just looking out at the parking lot with all the tailgaters, making up bratwurst on their grills and stuff and drinking Miller Lite. That was such a cool thing, I thought. That pretty much set the tone for that game for that day. We got to see the Giants play, and we got to see Barry Bonds play. That's I think that's the only time I've seen Barry Bonds play live. That was so cool. He's, I see his Barry Bonds' his giant head live. See it. Oh my gosh, it was so big on the on the big screen. <laughs> but um that was awesome going to Miller Park and just I like the cheats just the cheesehead kind of lifestyle seems kind of seems kind of cool. Like uh, it's it's too cold for me in the winter though. I could never live there just cuz they're winners. That's brutal, it seems like. Absolutely brutal. So, anyway, after Milwaukee, we went down to Chicago. We went to a Cubs game and a White Sox game. And it was so cool going to Wrigley Field. So it's like, cross that item off my bucket list, off my buried life bucket list. The buried life shout out but um, yeah, that was so cool going to Wrigley Field. I remember seeing, like, Harry Carey's statue. Wait, yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry Carey's statue right there, and um, I don't, oh, going to, was it Navy Pier? Is that there? Is that that big boardwalk, that big pier? We played mini golf and ate deep dish pizza and That was really fun. I really liked Chicago at that time. We went up the John Hancock Tower. Um, Not the Sears Tower, not the tallest one, but the Hancock Tower. And I really liked Chicago at that time. Because I think I had just seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time. And speaking of inspiration, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was my favorite movie of all time. I think that movie still might be my favorite movie of all time. I'm a huge fan of Ferris Bueller. Like I just want to like live in that movie. Like that's what I always like thought of when I was growing up. It was such a fun like quirky like just like alternative universe, you know what I mean? It just seems like a different place, like a different almost like a different time period or something. Excuse me, I'm going to take a big old bite of this pizza. One second. Mm, mm, mm. You should really try the hot sauce on your pizza. You've never had that. Man, all this dead air right now. It's like a graveyard. It's like a podcast graveyard right here. Holy Toledo. I don't want to chew on the mic though. Because some people get annoyed when you chew on the mic. Anyway. I was a huge fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, I loved it when he, like, sang in the middle of the parade. (laughs) That seemed like such a cool thing to me, to infiltrate a parade and sing a Beatles song in the middle of him. Like, that's pretty awesome. He's, like, sneaking into Cubs games and stuff. He's, like, the Brant Tobler before Brant Tobler. Shout out Brant Tobler and the Crab Feast. We already talked about the Crab Feast yesterday. But, yeah, Ferris Bueller, definitely, definitely a big creative inspiration for me, and I don't know, I don't know why I liked it so much. Like, I liked it more than The Breakfast Club, personally, like, I think The Breakfast Club might be more, like, well-known amongst, I don't know, amongst movie fans, I think The Breakfast Club might be more well-respected and seen, like, as a better movie, maybe, but, in my opinion, Ferris Bueller's Day Off takes the crown. And if you have not seen that movie, add it to your Netflix queue. And if it's not on Netflix, then go ahead and red box it or something. Because that's a movie you got to see. And that's one of the main reasons why I loved Chicago. I think we went to the ER museum, or not museum, hospital the hospital from ER. I never watched it, but I think my mom watched it. Wasn't George Clooney in ER? I think yeah, he was, right? Yeah. But I never watched I never watched the hospital shows other than Children's Hospital. You you nailed it. From yesterday. You remember it? We talked about it. Brody Stevens was in it. Remember? Anyway, we went to the ER hospital we went to a bunch of cool landmarks in Chicago, and I just was really digging it because I really liked that town at the time. I'm I still like Chicago. Like I haven't been to it since that time, though. No, I haven't been to it since 2007. So it'd be cool to go back. But anyway, we went to a White Sox game. The cool thing that happened at the White Sox game was during batting practice. Uh, I was standing in the first row of the right field seats, so right next to the field, basically, right field, and the ball bounced off the seat behind us, me and my cousin, and I got a a home run ball, and it wasn't during the game, it was during batting practice, but then, the funny thing is, then my cousin got a ball, like, like, less than two minutes later, it was insane, it was crazy, and we just like looked at each other, and we just left right after that. Right after we got the ball, we just went back to our seats. Went went back to where our grandma was because we felt bad for taking <laughs> taking that space after both of us got a home run ball. That was pretty awesome, and I still have that baseball. It's like sitting right here. Like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up right now and see if I can. Man, I got all these baseballs. I got 2003. North Shore Little League Tournament champion Blue Jays. God. May thirteenth, two thousand three, Blue Jays versus White Sox, three innings of shutout pitching. How did I get a? I got a base game ball for just three innings of shutout pitching. That doesn't seem like it's worthy of a game ball. <laughs> That's pretty lame. If, if we're gonna be honest here, and <clears throat> excuse me, remember. The theme of the podcast and the number one rule of the podcast is you gotta be honest. So if we're gonna be honest, getting a game ball for three innings of shutout pitching is not that's not really worthy. I also am holding this official NCAA championship game ball. This I picked up at at UW, University of Washington. I remember um uh, I think I was there for like my sister's volleyball tournament or something, like and i walked behind the outfield fence and it was just like a bunch of weeds and like trees and thorny bushes and stuff but i walked through all these thorny bushes and i found this home run ball because a baseball game was going on and a dude had just hit a home run so i knew there was one out there and i went out there and i got it and I'm holding it right now. I us threw it down. And here it is. Oh, dun, dun dun Here it is, baby. Official training ball. See, it's not even a game ball. It's, it says practice. There's the MLB logo, and it says practice. So practice. We're talking practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Playoffs. It's a totally different one playoffs but yeah that's so that's the story about that game ball and all those baseballs man got a bunch of baseballs laying around here so anyway that was pretty fun that was the most fun part about the white Sox game i would say after that we drove down in the, the old tour bus we drove down to st louis went to a cardinals game uh The thing I remember most about that town is going up in the arch. Oh my gosh, it was it's kind of scary if you think about it like the, the the elevator was just a tiny little shaft that creaked back and forth it it rocked back and forth as it went up, and it seemed super sketchy and I was pretty scared, if we're going to be completely honest. So, and then, and then once you get to the top of the arch, it's super claustrophobic. If you weren't claustrophobic enough on the elevator up there, which you will get, because it's, it's kind of like, you know, like the circus ride, that the thing that sp- it's, you're in the cage and it spins around in circles as the whole thing rotates in like a circle, like a big Ferris wheel circle, but then your cage is spinning as well. So yeah, that's kind of like the cage that you're in. That's kind of what, like, what the, al- the elevator was like. So you're basically in one of those cages, but you're not spinning in circles, obviously. But it's that claustrophobic. And then if you're not <laughs> claustrophobic enough, at that point, once you get into the top of the arch, I just remember it being like I can't even remember if I could stand up all the way. I might have had to crouch in there. It was that sketchy. <laughs> it was like I wonder what the capacity was up there. It was probably probably less than twenty people, I would say for sure, uh, for the capacity for the arch. But that was super sketchy and super scary, and uh, yeah, I probably just didn't think about it that much at the time. But then we also went. I think we also went to the Bush, the Bush Brewery. But I didn't get the chance to appreciate that at the time because I was only 14. But then we went to the Cardinals game. One second here. I'm enjoying my delicious. It's not DiGiorno's. It's not delivery and it's not DiGiorno's. It's, it's like I think it's some knockoff grape value. Maybe grape value brand or I don't know. One second. mm 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 Mmm. Mm, 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 mm. I just inhaled that bite right there. Holy cow. That was a biggie. come. Okay. What a delicious snack. I want to do an advertisement for pizza. Just in general. Just pizza. Like no specific company. No. Not Papa Murphy's or Domino's or any company. I just want to say Pizza. If you haven't had it, go try it. Get into it. Mm. So, we went to the Bush Brewery. Yeah, that's all I remember from St. Louis pretty much. Then we drove across Missouri and we went to Kansas City, which brings us to back to Paul Rudd, our buddy Paul Rudd. But Kansas City, funny story from that, is after the baseball game... It was like, it was night, it was a night game, so it was all dark out. We were on the tour bus. We probably drove around for, what? at least I remember it being at least like 45 minutes. And then I just look out the window and the Royals, the Kansas City Royals baseball stadium is just out the window. So it's like, we must have driven around in a giant circle for 45 minutes, and then we just drive right by the baseball stadium again. So I thought that was pretty hilarious. That's, that's my, my biggest memory from that from Kansas City. <laughs> it was, that was funny. But yeah, that was, so that was the Midwest baseball trip. After Kansas City, we drove, I think we went through Iowa, and back to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But that was just such a fun time for me. And one of the best, that was like one of the best experiences of my life. Cause I just got, I got the chance to make so many awesome memories with my cousin, Matt and my grandma Doreen. And it was awesome. Like, cause my, cause my cousin always lived in Virginia so he lived uh, like the other side of the country so never got to see him that much and then my grandma lived in south dakota or lives in south dakota so don't see her her very often either so this was just an awesome chance for me to spend a ton of time with them for like 10 days and i loved it cuz i loved baseball at the time i still love baseball and i love going to new stadiums and new cities and traveling and Having all these fun experiences it was so cool, and yeah, I loved it. I mean, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that the next summer, two thousand and eight, I went with my cousin, same cousin, and then my dad and uncle, his brother, and we went to they were in Virginia near d c We went to New York City and we went to a Yankees game and the Mets game, and that was the last season of those stadiums, of Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium. So I got the chance to go to a game there, and it was so cool, and I love going to New York City. Like, New York City was like the new Chicago for me, and I still want to go. I haven't been back there since 2008, since July of 2008, but I, I want to go back and do the whole tourist thing and I mean, I know I talked about it like, last episode, I think. I think that was last episode, but that'd be pretty cool to live in New York City someday. Like, I don't know about forever, but maybe for a year or two. That's, that'd be a, seems like a cool, like, life experience. Like, something you want to cross off your old, your old bucket list. But, yeah, we went to New York City. We went, I remember going on a tour. We went on one of those, like, double-decker tour buses, and the person was really funny. She was like... She so called it Greenwich Village, Greenwich Village. So like it rhymes instead of Greenwich Village, Village. Yeah, I thought that was funny. We went up the Empire State Building. That was super cool going up the Empire State Building. Uh, we saw David Letterman's uh, studio. That was pretty awesome. We it was cool going. To the Mets games because we actually went to two games at Shea Stadium, which was pretty pretty cool. We went to a night game and then we went to a day game. Like one of them was unplanned. I can't I can't remember which one was unplanned. It was just like a spontaneous thing. But yeah, going to so I got see I got to see the night crowd at Shea Stadium, which was like very rowdy. Very crazy. I remember people just banging on, because there was these steel pipes that would run through the seats, basically, and people would like bang their empty beer can, <laughs> like bang their empty beer cans and stuff on them, and just make all sorts of weird noise Because it was before what what were those vuvuzelas? Even though I think Major League Baseball definitely definitely does not allow vuvuzelas to be used by the crowds, that's for that's for danger. Sure. But going to that night game at Shea Stadium was such a cool experience, and then going to the day game the next day it was like completely different crowd, basically <laughs> just more laid back, more like hungover, and yeah, it was it was awesome. I loved going on those baseball trips, and after. Yeah, so after New York City, we drove down to Philadelphia. Went to went to Philly. Oh, Philly guy, <laughs> the Sklar brothers do an f- impression of a person from Philadelphia, and it's so fun. They're like, "Uh, what's down to the uh <laughs> I, I can't even do it right now. It's this is a tough one. Philadelphia is a tough accent to, uh, because like Boston's like, hey. How you, how you doing? How you doing? You doing good? I'm in my car. I'm over here in my car. <laughs> I don't know. Boston's tough for me too. I'm not the, if you can't tell, I'm not the best accent impersonator. So that can be tough. That can be tough. Um, especially like on the spot. Like <laughs> trying to do an accent on the spot. It's not, not always works out the best for me. So any hoozles. going to Philly was really cool too. Cause so I I remember walking on the cobblestone. Oh man, just I loved those cobblestone streets in Philadelphia. And we got to see the the Liberty Bell, which is pretty awesome. Got to see Independence Hall, where the place where they signed the Declaration of Independence. Um, Philadelphia is a super cool town. I would love to go back there too. And the stadium was super nice too. I I really liked the Philly stadium. I remember eating a cheesesteak in the outfield. That was a great a great memory from that <laughs> cuz you you can't go to Philadelphia without eating a cheesesteak. Like that's like blasphemy if you did that, they would you'd you'd be in Philly hell. <laughs> you can't, you'd be cursed to Philly hell. <laughs> but anyway, Philadelphia cool place so after that we went to Baltimore and Baltimore was pretty cool too the best thing about that was probably going to Babe Ruth's old house which is a museum now and that was a super cool experience getting to see getting to see the place where Babe Ruth grew up like can you imagine like it was this tiny little I think it's a row house is what they call it just in in like the middle of like downtown Baltimore or something and that was baltimore was a pretty cool little town too like i like i like the idea of like a crab feast like the podcast crab feast but i want to go to a real crab feast Let's experience that but i like the seafood i like trying different seafood that's big in baltimore and yeah that, going to the orioles game was pretty cool because that stadium they have like the warehouse setting there and behind the right field and that's just a cool little stadium as well. So yeah, and then we did not go to a game at the Washington Nationals Stadium. Um, one second, take a sip, ski of my Red Robin's Wah Wah. No, we did not go to a game at the National Stadium, but we drove by it, so that was pretty cool. I got at least the chance to see it, and yeah. That was the East Coast baseball trip in 2008, and that was pretty awesome, amazing experience. My biggest memory from that was staying, maybe not my biggest memory, but one memory from the trip, kind of tangential to the trip. The night before we left to go to fly to Washington, D.C., I stayed up all night reading Bill Bryson's A Walk in the Woods. The book that became a movie. Oh, who stars in that? Is it... Oh my gosh, it's... Robert Redford, I believe. I think Robert Redford stars in the movie. But it came out in like 2016 or 2015. But the book is by Bill Bryson, who was another one of my biggest inspirations for writing and creativity. Uh, He wrote... He wrote a bunch of really awesome travel books. Like, one of them's traveling around small towns in the United States. Another's, like, going around Europe. One's, like, I think he goes to Australia and Af- I think it goes to Africa. But this one, he walks the Appalachian Trail. And if you don't know what the Appalachian Trail is, it goes from, it's, like, North Georgia all the way to Maine it goes it goes like 2000 miles or something and a lot of people hike the entire thing like without like i mean i think they sometimes will get hotel rooms and stuff but i remember thinking whenever whenever i was reading that and i would hear about people hiking the whole thing but then getting hotel rooms sometimes i'd be like why would you not just tough it out and just just not get, like, just don't get a hotel room till the end, because, I don't know, that just seems more legit to me, for some reason, for some reason, it just seems like, like, a bit of a cop out, to, like, stay in the hotel room, like, right in the beginning, right in the middle of it, or something, but, that's easy for me to say, like, I haven't hiked any of the Appalachian trails, so, I don't know, it's insane, like, those people are crazy, because there's, I think there's black bears, there's some sort of bear out there, and there's a, A million other things that can kill you like it's not as bad as like australia but there's a ton of like bushes and plants and like things that you can't touch and like crazy animals and like i said bears and things that can eat you and bite you and give you rabies and oh my gosh i can't imagine i don't know if i'd ever have the cones to to hike the Appalachian Trail or I would definitely wouldn't do it by myself I'd, I would need someone who's like more of an expert in that in the hiking and outdoors because I like outdoorsy stuff and I like I like hiking and camping but I'm definitely not an expert in it by any means so but yeah anyway that night the night before our flight to DC I read I stayed up all night reading <laughs> reading the whole book A Walk in the Woods I think I didn't even sleep, like I was so excited <laughs> I was so excited to go to New York City and go to the East Coast that I don't think I slept like a wink that night, so yeah that's that's where I was at. I was pumped up to go to New York City and oh yeah, in case you're wondering if you're wondering when that n y b a four technical fouls ejection legendary game happened, that was in that was in January of 2008. So that happened in between my two baseball trips I just talked about. So that gives you like a little bit of timeline there and my whole, my whole life there. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) going to those baseball trips was just an awesome part of my, of my adolescence, my childhood. And I love, I love doing that stuff. So I definitely would like to do that. If I ever have kids, I mean, I want to have kids someday and I want to go to take them on cool baseball trips and go to stadiums and do that kind of like fun like travel stuff with them like just traveling is like something that I definitely have a passion for it like some people don't like the the discomfort of traveling and being in a new place that you don't know where you are and you don't know to get places and you have to ask people questions talk to strangers to do all sorts of crazy stuff and it costs a lot of money traveling's expensive you have to you have to i don't know it's just tough it's it's a hard thing to do it's easier to talk about or that's why they have things like the travel channel like things where you can watch people travel on tv at least if you can't do it yourself you don't have the opportunity to do it yourself then I mean, at least watching someone else do it is better than nothing, right? Like, all right, I'm about to take a big old, big old bite of my pizza right now. One second, baby. Mmm, mmm. This is dead air right here. Mmm, so quiet. Sorry about that. Chewing. Chew, 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 chew. Chew, chew. Mmm. 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 Pizza Pizza should definitely be on the, by the way, what happened to the old food pyramid? Like didn't the, didn't the food pyramid get like changed recently or something? Like you're not supposed to eat as many grains as, as they talk about because, I don't know. How is candy, isn't candy on the, the food pyramid? It's like, are they saying that you're supposed to eat a certain amount of candy every day or something? Is that what they're saying? Are they serious? Like, it's just like, imagine I imagine just like a nutritionist who just loves like Skittles or something. They just, they're just like, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to eat candy. You're supposed to eat candy. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty much just lying to the public just because they love it. So we're trying to justify it. Anyway, though. That's the baseball stories. That's the NYBA story. Now, I think it's a good time to hop right on back over. Hop, hop, hop. Pogo stick on over. Back to Paul Rudd's IMDb page. And let's pick up where we left off. So, the year is 1995. The movie is Clueless. The person he plays is Josh. Oh my goodness. If you have not seen Clueless, go ahead and add it to your Netflix queue. It is a it's just a classic a classic high school movie. Some a, a great movie pretty much. It's, it's a comedy. It's it's funny. It's it's edgy. It's timely. Well, I mean, it's not really timely now, but it was timely at the time. It's just a fun movie. I think I got it for Christmas. I may have gotten it as a present for Christmas a few years back cuz I have that movie on I don't have it here on DVD. But I think it's at home on DVD, so it's just I definitely recommend watching it. If you like if you like funny movies and if you like if you like those kinds of movies, then check it out. Check it out, man. Throw it on that Netflix queue. So after after Clueless, we have nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety five, three years. He was he was on a TV show called Sisters. He plays Kirby Philby for twenty episodes. Holy! I'm gonna click on that. I want to see who the sisters are. Who are the sisters? So Sisters follows the lives and loves of four close but very different sisters. Of the Reed family living in Winnetka, Illinois. I wonder if that's close to where Ferris Bueller lived. Was Ferris Bueller in Winnetka? Huh? I can't remember which town he was in. One of those suburbs. Um, yeah, and just stars a bunch of a bunch of people I haven't heard of. So I'm not even going to worry about that. Let's, let's see. Scroll back on down here. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Here we go. 1995. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, he plays Tommy Doyle, and he actually was credited as Paul Steven Rudd, so apparently his middle name is Steven, if you are wondering, if you had that in the betting, <laughs> if you could game on that in Vegas, what's Paul Rudd's middle name? So, after that, uh, the year is 1996, he stars in a movie called The Size of Watermelons, that's an awesome name for a movie. I love that. I love a good title. <laughs> that's the kind of movie that they came up with the title before they wrote the movie. So they're like, The Size of Watermelons. Alright, that's where we start. That's our jumping off point. Let's do this. This <laughs> is a ridiculous title, but I like it. He plays Alex. And he's on the cover of that movie poster right there. So... Looks like he's the star of that one. And I think now is a good little time for me to take a little you're not gonna go anywhere well i mean you can go somewhere if you want but i don't want you to i think you should stay right here because we're just taking a little break ski and one two three hey i'm back how was your break did you catch up on some old thank you letters maybe work on your grocery list for the next time you go to qfc what'd you do tweet me let's let me know (laughs) let me know what you do during the breaks i want to know make a sandwich maybe go to the bathroom go for a walk clear your head make some coffee read a book what'd you do speaking of books let's do the calypso update so the calypso update is it's a very important segment (laughs) maybe the most important segment of the show no but uh I'm reading uh, David Sedaris' book, Calypso, right now, and I have not read any of it since last night. I'm still on page 198. And that was the Calypso update. Thank you for listening to that. And, (laughs) very important update. I'm breaking news. I come at you with some breaking news. The Calypso update. That's my news, news person voice. Gosh kind of random, but could you ever see yourself being a news anchor? Like my friend from high school who I just saw recently a couple months ago, he was a news anchor in a couple small towns, uh, the past few years. And he's, he says like a super tough job. And like they get they're way underpaid and they have to work like crazy hours and just do a ton of extra work. And he says, he says very difficult and just not like well-respected and it's just not really worth it it's like but you get to be on tv is what i always think isn't it worth it to be on tv like that's so cool right i mean i honestly think in the heart in my heart of hearts i would definitely be a news anchor for maybe maybe just for like a year or something maybe just for six months but i definitely would do that if i had the chance this seems like a fun job i don't know would you rather be one of the people who in the field or would you rather be a in-studio? Or you could be like a weather person or sports person or something. I don't know. That'd be cool to be the weather person, I think. I think that'd be... if Honestly, if I could choose... Excuse me. If I could choose, I think I'd be the, the weather man, the weather person. That'd be a fun job. Anyway, before we hop on back to to Paul Rudd, before i swim too far away from this boat that we've this fishing boat that we're out here on the middle of the bay maybe i don't know what like san francisco bay or what's another big bay? cape cod Is that one um let's let me uh tell let me tell you a little story and it's about my grandma my grandma sharon so grandma sharon is uh she was my mom's mom uh she passed away This past April, April of 2018, uh, actually on my uncle's birthday, so on her son's birthday, my mom's brother, it's a weird coincidence, speaking of coincidences, but yeah, she passed away, Um, I think she was, let let me do the quick math here, I think she was 76, no, she was was about to be 76 in May, Uh, but yeah, so... My grandma Sharon was awesome. She was such a cool person. Like she was, she was like the nicest person in the world and she always had the biggest smile on her face. Like she was always smiling. She was always laughing. Like I I honored I put her on the back cover of What's in the Fridge. If you want to see a picture of what grandma Sharon looks like, uh check out the back cover of What's in the Fridge and you can see that. Um yeah. But a little shameless plug right there. Um, But yeah, Grandma Sharon was the best. She was the nicest person in the world. She loved bingo. Bingo was like her favorite thing. Uh, She would always go... I think back in the day, she would probably go to that like four times a week or something. Which is insane. Can you imagine like four nights a week? You're spending like two hours just like playing bingo. Like, Do you ever play bingo? It's not that exciting like i played some bingo with my grandma sharon uh past few years before she before she passed away and it was that was some of my some of my best memories with grandma sharon is when in that bingo hall at the senior center just just hanging out with a bunch of old people and just playing bingo and like eating just eating some weird meal that they made and drinking milk (laughs) because that's what you drink at the senior center you drink uh, you drink a big big old ice cold glass of milk but yeah that's like some of my some of my best memories with my grandma sharon were in that senior center looking at the library they had a cool little library in there i would love for my for my books to be in that in the great falls senior center library (laughs) it's like a legendary library it's so big like It there must be five hundred books in that. It takes up like five it takes up a whole bookshelf, like five shelves. It's huge. But um, the Great Falls Seniors Great Falls, Montana. That's where my grandma and grandpa live. Grandpa's still alive, doing well. He was just, just in Bothell for Christmas. So we gotta hang out with him for like a week and then he was just in he was there in September too, so we gotta hang out with him then too, so yeah grandpa's doing great and um yeah hanging out with grandma though was that was super fun playing bingo with her just making memories spending time with her and her friends getting to see her interact like how she interacts with her friends and like other people at the senior center i was like that was really neat and also she loved playing cribbage like that was another big thing that we did like when she wouldn't near the end of her life when she wasn't as mobile and she couldn't walk as easily so we we wouldn't go out as much she would just sit in her chair in front of the tv in the living room which is is the room that right when you go through the front door of my grandparents house that's the room that you enter she would just sit in her chair and it was like a special chair chair with like a little tray a little black tray that came out so we could play cards on it we played cribbage we played cribbage for hours Well, we watched um, Mariners games and the Rockies games and the Tigers games because my grandpa's from Detroit. So, um, yeah, he's a Tigers fan. So, yeah, my my grandparents, they're huge baseball fans. They're fans of the Mariners because Northwest, obviously, and because we lived in Seattle or we live in Seattle and they're fans of the Rockies because that's where my uncle lives. My uncle lives in like the Denver area and that's also kind of regional to Great Falls Montana and they're also fans of the tigers cuz my grandpa's from Detroit so he kind of has that hometown connection but yeah they have the the direct tv extra innings package so they get every single baseball game so it's my grandparents would just sit around for just all day just watching watching baseball for like six hours a day it's just pretty cool, I think it's a pretty like fun way to spend your like summer days and just hanging out and just watching baseball and my grandpa would always take my grandpa always takes naps so he like put the blanket over because he's like in his special recliner, his favorite chair his really super comfy recliner chair that i've only got the chance to sit in a few times and like when I do, it's like a, it's like an honor, like I, I'm super grateful whenever I get the chance to sit in that chair, but yeah, my grandpa would always, he always throws the blanket over his whole head, and takes naps, in the middle of things, like when he's watching like the five o'clock news, that's another thing, my grandparents would always, they always watch the news at like five o'clock, and six o'clock, and nine o'clock, they'd watch like I think they would watch three hours of news a night, It's which is crazy, right? <laughs> so they're always just watching the news and baseball pretty much. Um, and NASCAR, too. My grandpa was a huge, or he still is, a big NASCAR fan. I, mean, I don't know if he's as big of a NASCAR fan as he used to be, but my grandma liked NASCAR, too. So she would watch the races, too. And she knew a lot about the race about the racers, like more than she knew a lot about like everyone. Like she like she knew who was good, she knew like who like talked trash. She knew like what's the, what what who was the guy who ran over oh Tony Stewart? She knew like Tony Stewart was <laughs> Oh man. That's just that's a terrible situation. What happened what happened with Tony Stewart? Oh my gosh. If you don't know what happened with Tony Stewart, he's the guy, right, who he ran over a dude on the, on the track, It's terrible, terrible, oh my gosh, but I think he was known as being, like, one of the more aggressive drivers, so I think that was, like, his aggressiveness just came back to bite him in the butt, just hugely, in a huge way, it was terrible, oh my god, but that was awful, but anyway, I can't, stop talking about that, get me out, of, take me out of that hole, um, Another big memory of my grandma was May of 2015, so it's like right after I graduated from wazoo the first time I visited Great Falls by myself I drove out there, which is super fun like i like I like doing like a road trip by myself it's like a fun i don't know like it's fun to do with other people it's probably it's more fun to do with other people, but I still enjoy doing it by myself because it's a great time to reflect and listening to your favorite music and just have some nice quiet time on the road. You know, I don't know, especially when you're driving through Montana, <laughs> when you're driving through Montana, it's like big open highways, just the big, they call it big sky country. Cause the sky really is super huge there. If you've ever been to Montana, you'll see the sky is just enormous. You can't believe how big the sky is. Oh, sp- speaking of which stretching out my back, if you want to join me, stretch your back out. Stretch. Count to 10. 1 2 12 10. Ah. Picture the sheep jumping off the trampoline, doing a double somersault, landing, sticking the landing, and I'm back. Oh, that's a good it's just a good thing. I think it's always good to stretch out and stay, stretch your back every once in a while. Stay limber, you know, stay loose. <laughs> Even when you're podcasting, you got to stay loose, you know. Stay hydrated and stay loose. Um, anyway, in May of 2015, I was in Great Falls uh, visiting my grandparents, staying with them. And I went to the movie theater with my grandma. And we went to the movie Aloha. Remember Aloha? With I think Bar- Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone and a bunch of other people were in it too. It's uh it's like the romance movie in Hawaii. That's how like all with the helicopter. Like they're in that someone's like a helicopter pilot or someone or something. But yeah, it was not a good movie. Not good. <laughs> I think Cameron Crowe is the director. I believe I'm too lazy to look it up right now though. And also, it's not a Paul Rudd movie, so don't really not really that interested in it right now during this episode but anyway i was at aloha with my grandma so we watched a movie we were sitting in the front row i think we were in the handicap seats in the front row not the very front row of the movie but you know how some movies like you walk into the theater and you can go downstairs to go in those the front section or you can take the front row of the back section we were in the front row of the back section So at the end of the movie, we were trying to stand up and my, my grandma could not, she, she was kind of a big, she was like six foot. My, my grandma Sharon was six foot. So she was a big lady and I, I tried helping, I put my arms out and she tried pulling on my arms and she could not like gather her strength to stand up. So then I had to g- grab one of the ushers, who's like some like kid, like some like sixteen year old kid or something, and he had to help me. He with my strength and his strength together, combined, we we were able to pull my grandma up, and it was it was like that was like a eye opening moment for me. I think I was like, holy cow, this is for real. And that was just May of twenty fifteen. So she she lived another almost three more years after that so that's that's good that's awesome um yeah and I just wanted to take some time to talk about my grandma Sharon and say how cool of a lady she was I think she was she did a ton of volunteer work like I remember one of my last memories with her because the last time I saw her was August of 2017 so when I was visiting Great Falls at that time we went to the foot place it's like the foot doctor that's where she volunteered at the, the foot doctor, so I got to hang out there and read the, the Reader's Digest for a while. So that's a, and I drink some coffee or something and ate some popcorn probably. It was like a Les Schwab waiting room in there, you know, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and in case you were wondering, of course I am wearing my Starry Night Mountain Oiselle ball cap right now my stretchy, meshy, my stretchy, meshy ball cap. Of course, I'm wearing it right now. That's my, uh, my podcasting hat. So my talking hat. So um, yeah, that's, that's all. And yeah, I just want to say like, yeah, thank you, Grandma Sharon for being an awesome person. And let's get back to, I don't know. I don't know how to, yeah, Grandma Sharon's just, I don't know how to get away from that. How to, how to Segue away from that, but let's just say Grandma Sharon was a great person, and I think her memory will live on for sure. And the only way it lives on is just by things like like this, like telling stories about her. Like, you know, that's like how I think that's how you should remember people is by telling stories about them. And that's like how you spread the gospel, you know. Um, I, I, that's that's what I think at least. So another good memory um i don't know if it was necessarily a good memory but like a memory about grandma sharon was her funeral like she had she had like a great funeral like there was like a ton of people there like all the bingo ladies like i remember them they were talking to me like when i played bingo there with my grandma sharon we played at like the elks lodge too but we played at the Elk's Lodge in the Senior Center, the sen- Yeah, so um, all the Bingo ladies remembered me, and they were like, they were all there at my grandma's funeral, and I even stood up and made a speech, like made a little speech there. So that was really cool, and um, yeah, I was just happy to be able to, like honor my grandma in like some sort of way. It was was a pretty, f- I mean, it, it was like it was a good experience for me like to be able to like say something about her and i think it was a good experience for like everyone there at the funeral too like being able to remember my grandma i think everyone who was there would say it was a it was a good like people told stories and they were just very grateful and very happy and like celebrating her life like i think funerals should be more about like celebrating people's lives and being I mean, it's hard not to be sad at funerals, but oh my gosh, like it was, it was rough, like it was so rough seeing my grandpa. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't blame him, obviously, but it was so hard to watch my grandpa at the funeral because, I mean, he was obviously, he was like losing, he was like crying, obviously. I mean, it's a good, it's good to like express your emotions, though, especially, obviously, if you've been married to a lady for, they were married for like 50 probably 57 years or something yeah so it's like that's insane so that's like his whole life he was married to her for way longer than he wasn't so but it was just it was just weird though for me because i've never seen like my grandpa i've never seen my grandpa like in that state in that state of mind and that's in that emotion that emotional state so that was just really it was weird is what i mean like there's nothing wrong with that obviously it was just a weird, weird thing, I guess. But yeah, Grandma had a good funeral, though. So, And on that note, let's hop on, hop and skip on back over to Paul Rudd. So we just left off at The Size of Watermelons. 1996, he was in Romeo and Juliet. He plays Dave Paris. I have not... I, we watched the... I think we watched the Leo. Isn't Leo in a Romeo and Juliet? We watched that in like eighth grade English or something. I I think, I think I remember watching that for some reason. It's like, why, why did, why did we watch that movie in English? I don't know. My, my teacher must've just wanted to watch that. Anyway, I mean, we were obviously, I think we must've been reading, we must've just read Romeo and Juliet. And, but then we watched the Leo one. Like, aren't there other ones? Like, There's the Paul Red one, but there's other ones. There's, like, more historical ones, I think, is what I mean. Like, I think the Leo one's, like, a pop culture one, I think. I don't know. What am I talking about? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I even worried about it? Are you listening? Whoa. Sing it back. Whoa. Are you listening? You know, Jimmy World, come on. Sweetness, Jimmy World. Hip, hip. When you're on a holiday, can't find the words to say all the things I wanna do, and you wanna feel them too. On an island in the sun. You'll be playing and having fun, and it makes me feel so fine, I can't control my brain. That's a little Weezer. You like the Weezer? Weezer used to be my favorite band. Remember? I said Death Cab for Cutie was my favorite band. Weezer was my favorite band. I don't know if it was before or after. I can't remember which one was first. Fun little story. A Weezer memory. We were up in Whistler, and I just remember, I think we were in a rental car. So I was, I was a little unfamiliar with the territory, but we were listening to the Weezer. It was probably make believe. It might have been Blue Album, though. And I just want to say, I think Blue Album's the best one. Blue Album, their first one. I think their first album is the best one for Weezer. The Blue one. But we were listening to one of those. And I just was sitting in the back seat and we kept, like, clapping our hands or something and thinking that that was making the song change. But my dad had, like... My dad was controlling it on the steering wheel. Like, there was a button on the steering wheel where you could control the, the song. So my dad was changing it on the steering wheel and and we didn't... I didn't realize it at the time. I just... We just kept, like, clapping and thinking that we were making the songs change. and That was we were probably too old for that to for that to happen <laughs> but that's just a funny memory of about Weezer and Weezer and Whistler so then 1996 he was in a tv series called Clueless um he was played Sunny. so that must be based on the looks like that was based on the movie have not seen it 1997 um let me just look at my old trusty old yellow legal pad here is it a buck slip i don't know buck slip or legal pad or whatever pretty much done everything on that and then my old trusty cactus my cactus sticky pads here they're like post-its with like a cactus design on them um yeah 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 we're doing we're in good shape right now i think now is a good time to do a made-up movie (laughs) A made-up movie for Paul Rudd. Holy Toledo. My made-up movie for Paul Rudd. Alright, substitute teacher. Boom. Boom. Substitute teacher. And what's the twist on it? Substitute teacher who can also predict the future. He can no, he can predict weather. Oh, speaking of weather, we were just talking about being a weather a meteorologist. So um yeah, that's what it is. It's a substitute teacher who can predict the future of weather, and the name of the movie is, <laughs> what's, the name of the movie is Pass or Hail, oh, boom, boom, oh my gosh, came up with it on the spot, holy to, oh, I swear to, I swear to the podcast gods, that was on the spot, Pass or Hail, you know, like pass or fail, but Pass or Hail, boom, like hail like the the weather event pass or hail i'm so proud of myself right now i'm gonna write that down right now um here we go just writing it down pass or hail okay happy about that that was a successful made-up movie um (laughs) i I think i think that's a good point to leave that on and here we go um the last night of bolly who uh video 1997 he plays Joe Farkas. Also, 1997, The Locusts. He plays Earl. Uh, 1998, in Overnight Delivery, he plays Wyatt Trips. Um, oh, by the way, I decided, I made an ex- executive decision. Actually, we talked about this last night, but I just want to make it completely official that. Fans of the a Stars Born podcast, from this point on, you will now be known as Starfish, or you can call yourselves. You can also call yourself Starfishes, if you want. Um, that's a kind of a personal decision. Whatever you want to call yourself, but that's going to be the official name of the listeners and fans of the a Stars Born podcast. You you will be known as from this point on, February twenty third. It is four nineteen, February twenty third. From this point on, you'll be known as Starfish or Starfishes, whichever one you want. I feel like that was a big announcement. I hope that wasn't a letdown. <laughs> no, I'm excited about that. I think that's a good name. I'm pretty, I'm happy about it. Cause remember the whole connection with the starfish pose and the front cover of What's in the Fridge has a picture of a starfish on it. So it's a bunch of connections going on there. So it's not just a random thing then. And also the star, stars born, starfish, that connection there, the old, the old meteor connection. So let's let's keep let's keep trucking along here on Paul Rudd's IMDb page. So overnight delivery, Wyatt Trips, The Object of My Affection, 1998, George Hansen. I, there's a bunch of Paul Rudd movies I've never heard of. That's crazy he's been in he has 112 credits that's so many movies (laughs) can you like i just looked at tom cruise has less than half that many credits like wouldn't you think tom cruise you might think tom cruise has more movies credits than paul rudd but paul rudd has more than twice as many that's insane right isn't i mean at least in my (laughs) that's what surprises me if you want to surprise me drop a fact like that on me but anyway. Let's get back to the action. Okay. Twelfth night or what you will. A TV movie. 1998. He plays Duke Orsino. Twelfth Night or What You Will. Another TV movie. There used to be so many more TV movies, it seems like. That's an observation I've made from doing this <laughs> from doing this podcast for four episodes now. Or almost four episodes. Um there's been a ton of, a ton of TV movies from the '90s. Um, one second here, excuse, excuse my uh, dead error. Are you listening? Whoa, sing it back. Whoa. Tell me what you want, tell me what you want Whoa, whoa Tell me what you want, tell me what you want Whoa, whoa I was singing free Whoa With a little sweet and a little symphony I love that song. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh my gosh. If you're not grooving along right now, <laughs> I do not If you don't like that song then our styles of music, our taste in music collide. Oh my gosh. Speaking of collide, oh that song. <laughs> I was about to uh, How's that song go? When you and I collide do 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 even the best fall down sometimes even the worst fall down sometimes even the wrong girl I don't know that one as well (laughs) collide when all this time you and i collide do 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 that's the best part of the song Do, do 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 that's when it turns into a third eye blind song oh my gosh i love it i love it oh you're probably like i don't know do you like this kind of crazy stuff i'm having fun i think if i'm having fun i hope you're having fun too <laughs> it's, that's that's what it's all about for me this this podcast this is for me just for me to have fun i'm having, now i'm having fun right now <laughs> oh my god oh i love i like karaoke personally i did, i've done karaoke once in my life and it was the best it was it was at my sister's right after my sister's graduation from from college it was uh may 2017 and i was i was with my brother and my sister at a bar in spokane and it was a karaoke bar and i, I went up there and i did uh, guess what sign i did guess what sign I did? because i'm mr Brightside. side coming out of my cage and i'm doing just fine gotta gotta be down and i want it all it started out with a kiss how did it end up like this it was only a kiss it was only a kiss now she's calling a cab And he's having a smoke. And she's taking the drag. And they're going to bed. And his stomach is sick. And it's all in her head. But she's touching his chest now. She takes off her dress now. Let me go. And I just can't look. It's killing me. And taking control. Jealousy. Oh my gosh. Mr. Brightside the Killers that's a great song that that was one of my favorite songs back in the day must've been like probably like 7th grade like 6th or 7th grade when that came out my one of my favorite jam that whole album the Hot fuzz album for the Killers the one with the cool the cool um powder blue like San Diego Chargers powder blue cover the sickest NFL uniforms of all time, the San Diego Chargers powder blues. I mean, that's that's what I think, at least. Uh, I also like the. I actually like those Steelers bumblebee uniforms. <laughs> you know the, you know the Steelers throwbacks that look like bumblebees. I actually like those. But this seems like a good place for me to take a little, a little bathroom break. So give me one second. Hey, 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 I'm back. How was your break? Hopefully, 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 hopefully you had a good one. I had a good break. I went to the bathroom, had some water, you know, rest my voice for a second. What'd you do? What'd you do with your break? Did you Marie Kondo your wardrobe? Did you see which which shirts sparked joy for you? Remember? Remember the con Marie method spark joy throw it on Netflix queue Marie Kondo boom, 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 man. I just want to say, (laughs) I was just thinking about it as I literally, as I was going to the bathroom, I was thinking this, I was like, I think it's just so much more fun to listen to a podcast when the host is having fun. You like personally, like I listen, I like listen to fun, funny podcasts with funny people who like to have a good time like that's my that's like my ideal podcast yeah and it doesn't matter what the environment is or what they're talking about but if they're having fun like either if it's with a guest or if it's by themselves like sometimes podcasts i mean this one podcast like this one like people by themselves that can be pretty entertaining pretty entertaining to hear someone talk for a few hours ramble on and on and on and on and on on and on and on on by themselves and i just can't look it's killing me and taking control (laughs) but yeah i just wanted to say i think podcasts are more fun to listen to when the person doing the podcast is having a good time and they're having fun it's it's impossible for me to listen to a podcast where, like, can you imagine trying to listen to something where the host and the guests, like, don't get along, or they don't like each other, or they're not having fun, they're not having a good time talking to each other? That's, like, honestly, like, unbearable to listen to, at least in my opinion. I like to have, I like just goofy stuff, like, just listen to people just goof around and just act like a clown, you know? I think that's what it's all about, but... That's, I guess that's my personal taste. Like maybe some people, I'm sure some people like listening to serious podcasts and like they don't like listening to people just mess around and have a good time, just be goofs. But, Ooh, that's something, something we got to check on. We got to do a, that's what we'll do right now. We'll do a, um, cue the theme music, baby. It's a Mariners update. So the Mariners actually have a spring training game right now. Holy cow, it's a final. It's a final. They lost <laughs> to the Padres. 6-4. So let's go through some of the names. Let's see some of these Mariners names. See if we know any of them. Wait, what? The Mariners got Dustin Ackley's back on the Mariners? What the way? i'm so happy right now we have oh i'm i'm gonna stand up right now and go over to my next to the microwave next to the microwave on the ground that's not plugged in and i'm holding my my dustin ackley gnome i actually probably got this at a mariner's game like at least five years ago straight up it's not a bobblehead it looks like a bobblehead but he has no neck and this, <laughs> this gnome does, doesn't does even have a neck. That's weird. He must do steroids or something. But anyway, Dustin Ackley used to be on the Mariners. And then he went to the Yankees. And apparently, now he's on the Mariners again. And I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy about this this revelation. So, yeah, I don't know any of these other names in the... In the Mariners roster. I mean, it's obviously like the first, I think it might be the first spring training game. But the only thing that matters is that I just saw that Dustin Ackley, live on the podcast, I just found out, live on, on A Stars Born, Chris Arneson found out that Dustin Ackley is back. He's made his grand, amazingly great return to the Seattle Mariners, baby. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. I don't know why I'm so happy. Like he's not that good. He's kind of washed up, but it's kind of fun. It's just it's fun to get excited about this weird stuff, I guess. Like that's the thing about sports is it's weird. Like it doesn't have any real like bearing on like the fans like lives. Like it doesn't make a difference to me really if the Mariners like win a World Series or not. Like I don't like I mean it does though. That's the weird thing is it does make a difference. It makes a difference to my happiness. Like I be I would be <laughs> thrilled if I saw the Mariners win the World Series. But like I don't get any money for it. Like I don't get any direct reward or direct benefit from it. But that's the crazy thing about being a sports fan is it feels like I've been along for the ride, I guess, for the past decade plus more than a decade i've been a fan of the mariners like as long as i can remember basically like so that's the thing like it feels like they've just been a part of my life for pretty much my whole life so if their success that makes me i guess that makes me happy i mean i don't know about like it would it would give me some legit happiness i guess it's like it'd be like a a cousin being a valedictorian or something something like that Uh, it's a weird example but First, before we get back to Paul Rudd's IMDb, I'm holding this cool, this really cool, like Tito's, it's a Tito's bag, you know, Tito's vodka from Austin, Austin, Texas, somewhere I really have always wanted to go. I've never been to Austin, Texas, but I really would love to go there to visit the University of Texas and go see it. Matthew McConaughey is, like, hanging out by, like, City Hall and, like, playing the bongos outside City Hall or something. See what's going on there. They probably have, like, a big, like, game Ultimate Frisbee going on, like, right outside the state capitol building there. (laughs) Texas, oh, man, not Tech, but Austin. Austin sounds really cool. Sounds like a fun place. I mean, at least I've always, because it's, like, a slice of, it's a slice of, like, the West Coast, like, in the middle of Texas, at least from what I've heard like a really super like progressive liberal like forward-minded like but very artsy and very like lots of music and like they have the uh what south by southwest is there and the moon tower comedy festivals there so i think it's like a big festival town too but just a place i want to go it's, it's really hot though during the summer i'm sure but you can't let like you can't let weather decide where where you travel you, you'll never go anywhere exciting if you let weather decide <laughs> if you let weather decide where you go it's, but anyway i'm holding this titos it's like a bag it's like a satchel a titos satchel i i think it's made of i think it's woven you know i, I don't know how to describe it cuz it's not it's not like rope but i think it, it might be burlap This might be burlap but it says titos award-winning distilled six times handmade vodka award-winning i want to be an award-winning that'd be cool to be an award-winning writer be a be a new york times bestseller yeah i i wonder if distilling vodka it must it must make it better if the more times you distill it if they're if they're breaking about distilling it six times and then there's a couple drinks here. Let me read out what the drinks are. So we got a Tito's Greyhound. Ingredients, 1.5 ounces of Tito's Handmade Vodka. Fresh grapef- grapefruit juice. Hard to say. Grapefruit juice. Sprig of um, a garnish. A sprig of rosemary. To make your Tito's Greyhound into a salty dog, just salt the rain of your de- glass. <laughs> what? <laughs> make into a salty dog. Salt the rim, the rim of your glass. Okay, okay, and then Tito's hair of the dog. More dog talk. One and a half Tito's handmade vodka, one and a half ounces of Tito's handmade vodka, three to four ounces of your favorite Bloody Mary mix. Garnish, celery, olives, and lime. Which one do you think? Should I throw a Twitter poll up? What do you? What would you drink? The Greyhound with the grapefruit. Or the hair of the dog with the Bloody Mary? Hmm. I think I would go for the hair of the dog. I think I'd go for the... I don't think grapefruit seems like a good mix with vodka. I mean, what does grapefruit even taste like? It's like I don't know. <laughs> is it bitter or sweet? Or what's a comparable fruit? I know this is an old bit, but... Grapefruit everyone this is a this is a classic comedy bit grape there's already a fruit named grape I, I don't know who did this comedy bit but there's already a fruit named grape so why is there a fruit there's like they'll throw the fruit on the back of grape shout out to whoever did that they probably i butchered it so they did it better than me but yeah. let's get back to the show the last night of bali who, joe farkas yeah, yeah, We talked. We already did that. We already talked about that. Um, we were on 200 Cigarettes, Kevin. That's a movie with like 200 people in it, it looks like. Holy cow, there's a lot of people on that poster. Uh, The Cider House Rules. He plays Wally Worthington, it's a great name right there. The Great Gatsby TV movie, another TV movie. He plays the main character, Nick Carraway. Now, Great Gatsby another movie we watched in uh high school. Uh, we watched the original Great Gatsby though. That was before the Leo Great Gatsby. <laughs> Leo Great Gatsby, Leo Romeo and Juliet. Um but no, we watched the the GG the GG with Robert Redford. The GG with RR. Right? Isn't RR the star of that one of that GG? Um I can't remember who else is in it. Who else in the, the OG, the OG GG, <laughs> the original GG, but enough of that. Um, I always like that, though. I always liked that movie just because it seemed like that'd be so cool. It's like the Kardashians before the Kardashians, you know, <laughs> it's just a cool, like extravagant lifestyle, like super flashy, super gaudy, you know. Man, I can't believe we're only in the year 2000 now. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. I think I think let's let's take a Oh, I think I forgot to say this at the beginning of the podcast. Um when I was doing my plugs, I forgot to say, "Hey, share the podcast with a friend. Tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, anyone." Someone on the streets, the next person you see, someone at the grocery store, someone, the person at the bakery, the, your dog walker, whoever. Tell them about a Star's Born, because you never know. You never know who listens to podcasts. Like you, you'd probably be surprised by like how many different people listen to podcasts. Like I think, I mean, I don't know who, to, like how many. I don't know personally, but I think. I think I have a hunch that more people than we think listen to this medium and they use this medium because it's an awesome, it's an awesome medium. It's a, it's a, great, I think it's a great way to communicate your thoughts like directly. Like it's, it's, it's just like writing, but it's like an even more direct, uh, it's like, it's like injecting writing into your veins. You know what I'm saying? That's like how I would describe a podcast at least because it's, it's direct thoughts. That's what Adam Carolla said before. You're literally just direct voice to in your mind. It's like putting... It's an insane thing. I love it. It's a powerful It's a powerful tool, you know? And it's, I think it's something that should be respected and it should not be taken lightly. But I also think that more people than than we realize listen to podcasts so that's that's what my pitch is for for telling for telling someone about a stars born podcast because everyone listens to podcasts right everyone listens to something and you you never know they might like movies maybe they maybe paul rudd is their favorite maybe paul rudd is your grandma's favorite actor of all time like she loves paul rudd like she loves i love you man (laughs) we'll get to we'll get to i love you man later but that would that would just be a funny favorite movie for your grandma though. But who knows though? Paul Rudd seems like he could be a favorite of senior citizens. Like I could see I could see like senior citizens liking Paul Rudd. Like I don't know I don't know why he has that kind of like he has that kind of like small town um charm. I would say you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Okay. Any whoozles Yes. What I was gonna say. What I was just saying. Share the podcast with a friend, a family member, anyone, anyone, anyone. I want to spread the word, not just one till five. Go ahead and step up your game. Come on, man. Step it up. (laughs) But seriously, though, we're, we're building a community here. We're building a community of starfish. And the only the only way to build a community of starfish or starfishes, whichever one, I think we should put up a Twitter poll and vote on it i'm kind of leaning towards starfishes i like starfishes but we're building a community of starfishes so the only the only way we can do that um is really word of mouth i think the best way to i think the best way to spread the word of any especially like creative stuff like like books like my books like a spun like sponge cake a mostly made up story about a completely insane town and what's in the fridge on amazon now and kindle I think the best way to spread word about those things is through word of mouth is with your own mouth is because we trust people like for some reason, for some reason, like we trust people about like Netflix shows and stuff like we'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll spend 12 hours watch, binge watching that show just cause you said it's good. Yeah, sure. Why not? So if you're trusting people on that kind of stuff, then you're likely to trust them on like podcast recommendations and, book recommendations and all all different kinds of art art and artsy stuff artsy fartsy stuff artsy fartsy that's my swedish accent in case here's my a clean take of my swedish accent here we go artsy fartsy artsy fartsy okay so back to the show um we have the Great Gatsby, yep, um, TV series, Strangers with Candy, he plays Brent Bu- Brent Brooks, uh, one episode, um, TV series Deadline, he plays Xander Price, uh, movie Metal Mayhem, he plays Ian Curtis, oh, here we go, I've never heard of Metal Mayhem, but the next one's a real good one we're gonna leave you on a little cliffhanger right here if you're listening mm, 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 sing it back whoa okay drum please here we go wet hot american summer boom if you haven't seen wet hot american summer You already know what I'm going to say. You already know what I'm going to say. Throw it up on the Netflix queue. Just do it. Just do it right now. And I'm not even talking about the TV show necessarily. Mm. Mm. Drink some coffee. Iced coffee. You know it. Iced coffee, baby. Never got into the hot coffee. But anyway. I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the movie on Netflix. "What, How American Summer. 2001. It's a classic. It's a classic summer camp movie with a bunch of funny people, a bunch of people that will probably have future episodes of *A Star's Born*. Oh my goodness! I want to talk more about coffee. Now that I had that sip of coffee, it's made me, got me thinking about coffee. Um, I just want to say, I used to go to Starbucks like almost every day, and I can't believe. How much money I must have wasted at Starbucks. Like like that's just absolutely insane. Just crazy. Crazy to me. that The fact that I spent. Like probably like three and a half dollars. Getting an iced coffee every single day. Pretty much. For however long. That's just. And then I started making coffee at home. And I was like this is a million times better. Because I can control. like, Because when you go to Starbucks. You ask for light ice. And you're like. You look them in the eye, and you're like, "I seriously want light ice. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking right here. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just saying I want light. I do want light ice. I want two ice cubes in there. I want two and a half ice cubes tops. And then, they, and then they filled up way too. You know, I'm. You already know what I'm saying. Kind of say. You already know. <laughs> you already know what I'm saying. They fill up way too much ice in there, and it's just ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. But that's why I like about. Being able to make my coffee at home that I love. And I just got a French press a couple months ago. I love my new French press. That is something. A a life hack. Here we go. Life hack. Cue the life hack music. Um, I I should have theme music for different stuff. If you like coffee, if you drink coffee, go ahead and get a French press. I definitely recommend it. It's very flavorful. Very... I think it's just robust, good coffee. Delicious. Delicious. And I always would just get the iced coffee. I'd always just get the basic iced coffee at Starbucks. So it's not not even like I was getting something that I couldn't make at home. Like, that was the most ridiculous part about it. It's like, I was just getting something that I could have easily been making at home for... I mean, I don't know. I I guess I wasn't looking at it from a financial standpoint, I guess. But... I another weird thing is I should be against Starbucks because of the whole NBA thing like I was talking about in previous I can't remember which episode that was, it was probably yesterday I was talking about my love of the Sonics and oh I love the Sonics man I love them but then th- they left because of Starbucks because of the Howard Schultz dude because of Ho- Howard Schultz is the reason along with David Stern but it's mainly Howard Schultz he was the owner of the team. And he sold the team to Clay Bennett, a business, what, like an oil tycoon from Oklahoma City? <laughs> it's like a movie or something. It's There Will Be Blood of NBA. But, <laughs> oh my gosh, though. I was so mad. I was so upset that the Sonics left. That reminds me oh, here's a good little, here's a fun little story. So, speaking of the Sonics and talking about Bill Simmons, I've talked a lot about Bill Simmons in the past few episodes and how he was one of my big inspirations for becoming a writer and getting into the creative the creative arts, the arts. um but yeah bill simmons is a writer from a sports writer from boston and he wrote for espn for a long time he made grantland which was a it's like a branch of espn but is like his own special it's his only own special place on espn called grantland And now he does the ringer, the the ringer.com. But anyway, the year was, I might have already said this. I might have already talked about this briefly in another podcast. But anyway, it doesn't matter because we're doing it right now. The year was, was it November 2009 and I had just got cut from it was my junior year of high school and i got cut from the basketball team i'd even make the jv team (laughs) i like thinking back i would even make the jv team what the jv team didn't even make the jv team (laughs) i think the main reason because i wasn't bad like i'm i wasn't bad at basketball back in the day but i think they they took guys who went to their summer their summer practices because that's the thing that the basketball coach did. He did a ton of, like, summer workouts, and, like, like they would say that they were optional, but you know what I'm saying. Like, if they say it's optional, you should probably just go to it, and it, it really means it's, like, mandatory. If you want to make the team, it's mandatory. But, yeah, I probably didn't go to, like... I probably only went to, like, a few of those. So that's, <laughs> I, that's how I justify it to myself, actually. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. There's no other way to anyway i had just got cut from the jv basketball team that night and then my dad like picked me up and we drove to seattle and went to oh it was this place called sport this uh bar and grill across the street from key arena that i have another story attached to sport that i'll tell you in a minute but this time we were waiting in line for the book signing of Paul Simmons for the Book of Basketball, and we were like, we were like last in line. Like, like we must have waited in line for, on like not even joking, like over three hours we waited in line, and then it was like raining and dark and, but we waited and we we got there and his his buddy Joe House from I think there's a YouTube show called like Joe House Eats because Joe House is always eating. He's known for how much he can eat. And I think he was he was there with him, and I think he was eating at the time, too. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I just remember, like, shaking Bill Simmons' hands. Mm-hmm. Or, not, not both of his hands, just one of his hands. And him, him being like, what's your name? And I was like, Chris. And he was like, oh, nice to meet you, Chris. And I just thought that was so cool. And he was, like, really nice, and he signed my book. <laughs> and it was cool. It was worth it, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, those kinds of experiences, like, The fact that we waited in line for it for hours, that made it more of a memory and that made it more of a, just more of a fun experience. Like maybe not at the time, but I don't know, you just gotta, you gotta learn to be patient sometimes in life, I think. So so that was a fun experience with Bill Simmons and the, I don't know, I can't even remember why I told that story, but all right. Anyway, with sport though, I used to always go to sport, bar and grill every March Madness, with with my friend uh max he was a huge fan of marquette or he he probably still is i haven't seen him like since high school but max hamilton (laughs) and he would always he hosted like his dad hosted like this thing i think his dad's name was mark so i think it was called mark's madness like a play on like march madness like mark's madness and it was just this giant like party pretty much where he invited like all his friends and then max would invite his friends and we'd all just go hang out at at a sport barn grill and just watch you know like the first weekend of march madness when there's like a million games like on that thursday, friday, saturday, sunday. Yeah, we did that like all weekend we would just watch basketball. <laughs> it was awesome. Like I think I think I actually like missed school one of the days just to go just to go watch basketball. But that's the kind of stuff you do when you're When you're in high school, (laughs) I mean, it was fun though. It was was awesome. And then, oh my gosh, I remember one of one distinct memory I have from it is this kid, Connor he he was smoking a cigarette and we were, like, getting in the car and we didn't want to, like... Apparently, we didn't want to let him smoke the cigarette in the car. So he was, like, in a hurry to finish it. And he just, like... I think he just, like, smoked the whole entire cigarette in, like, 40 seconds or something. He, and then he was just, like, holding his face when, when he was sitting in the back seat. And, like, he was like, Oh, my God! <laughs> and then at that moment, I decided... I was like, I don't need to smoke cigarettes. Like, that's something, like... I could probably go my whole life without smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it was at that moment that I made the bold decision to not smoke cigarettes ever. But I that was a funny memory. I th- thought from that. And let's get back to hey. Let's get back to Paul Rudd. So, Wet Hot American Summer added to the old Netflix queue. Mm, excuse me. I wonder if you heard that. That was a weird sound. You know when like your throat just makes like weird like sounds like it sounds like bubbles are like popping or something i think that's what just happened to me um so 2001 he's in the chateau he plays graham granville a weird the alliteration on the name lots of alliteration on these names character names 2001 he play also plays um kenneth in the movie reaching normal there's a tv movie in 2001 called Bash, Latter Day Plays, he plays Tim, another TV movie, holy cow, Um, there's a video, 2002, Stella Shorts, 1998 to 2002, he plays John, I think Stella, I'm pretty sure Stella is a comedy, wait, let me just go ahead, and. so I don't have to guess, I'm just going to go ahead and click on it, let's see, Stella is a three man comedy troupe from New York City, NYC, The Big Apple, Gotham, comprised of well known comedians and actors Michael Showalter, David Wayne, and Michael Ian Black. Oh, those guys are speaking of which, those are the dudes that made Wet Hot American Summer. Those are the Wet Hot American Summer guys. So if you're looking for connections, you just found one. 2003. It's a whole big spider web. It's a big old spider web of Paul Rudd movies we're looking at over here. <laughs> Don't get caught in that spider web of Paul Rudd movies because I hope Ant-Man doesn't get caught in that spider web. Uh, 2003, he's in something called The Shape of Things. Uh, he plays Adam Sorensen. Well, like must be like The Shape of Water. Maybe it's like a prequel to The Shape of Water. 2003, he's also in a movie called two days he plays Paul Miller in 2003 he's in a short called house hunting he plays Daniel 2004 he's in a tv movie soundtracks for life or soundtracks life live soundtracks live I don't know what I'm saying you know why I'm having trouble pronouncing that but you know why because another memory just hopped in my head from sport bar and grill from our experiences doing Mark's Madness so (laughs) Mark's Madness so um, my friend uh, Kevin he had ordered a uh, French dip and and I just looked at his French dip and I was like I think I said I think I said that French that sandwich that looks like cat brains and he just he was like taking a bite of it and he just set it down and just like pushed away (laughs) and he was just like well I'm done with this now I'm not going to eat this (laughs) (laughs) and i laughed so hard i thought that was so funny i mean i guess i i think it's so funny that i still remember it like 10 years later that was a hilarious moment (laughs) he just he literally like the look on his face when he was just like well i'm not eating this anymore and he just pushes it away and i like knowing myself i think excuse me let me clear my throat <clears throat> i think knowing myself i probably finished the sandwich um because i like free stuff so i probably just finished the sandwich for him all right so 2003 <laughs> i just thought that was really funny uh 2003 he's in a movie called two days paul miller yeah short yeah we already did that house on it Ooh. 2002 to 2004 he's in friends plays Mike Hannigan, 18 episodes. Friends. You ever heard of Friends, the TV show? Are you a fan? Do you like Friends or Seinfeld more? That sounds like a good Twitter poll. I think I would go with Friends, honestly. If I was on a desert island and I could only watch, I could only take box sets of DVDs of one of the TV shows, Friends or Seinfeld, I think I'd go Friends. Just because how you doing, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing, just because I don't know, the characters and friends and not that, not that the characters in Seinfelds aren't, in Seinfeld's aren't well crafted and good, but I just, I think the characters and friends are like a little more polished, just a little more, I don't know. I just like him. I just think Joey's hilarious. Joey's my favorite. Who's your favorite person and friends? I think if I had to choose a favorite, I'd go Joey and Phoebe, yeah, Joey and Phoebe, and then second, I'd go ah, that's tough. I'd go Ross and Ross and Rachel, and then last, I guess I'm going Chandler and Chandler and Monica, last, I guess, but um, yeah. Because Phoebe's so quirky too. I like I, I, I loved it when Phoebe sings "Smelly Cat." That's a great, that's a great moment in Friends. When they're. I think they're probably in the coffee house, the good old coffee house. But I don't know if you don't watch Friends. Hey, if you don't watch Friends, go ahead and throw in your Netflix queue, baby. Oh man, oh man, 2004. You'll know this one and you'll love it because we talked about it in episode one of A Star Is Born. It's Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. He plays Brian Fantana. It's good old Sex Panther. Remember Sex Panther cologne? Nah, it's pretty funny, right? Like, the stuff that, like, burns his eyes and stuff. And <laughs> It's probably the stuff Cam Newton probably wears It, you know, Sex Panther, you know? Ha <laughs> ha, dad jokes. Pizza. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm dead air dead air dead air sorry i don't want to chew on the mic though because these mics are too hot these mics is too hot man what's your favorite part about anchorman i think my favorite part about anchorman probably the probably the brawl another underrated part about it is when jack black shows up remember when jack black shows up and he's driving that motorcycle and he punts Baxter. <laughs> oh my god! I totally forgot about that till now. Jack Black in Anchorman is the funniest part of Anchorman. When he gets so angry that he punts Ron Burgundy's dog off a bridge. It sounds it sounds terrible on paper, but it's hilarious on on film. Definitely worth the. I can't imagine anyone who has not seen Anchorman. I mean, like the first Anchorman. Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> can you imagine someone who like listening to this, but <laughs> like the Venn diagram of someone who's listening to this, but they have not seen Anchorman? Seems impossible, because like that movie's been around since two thousand four, and I think everyone has seen that movie. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. I guess it's. <laughs> I almost second guess myself, but I guess it's just because that's the that's the universe I'm I'm living in. I'm living in that that comedy that comedy universe where I think everyone everyone knows Anchorman. Everyone's seen him. Two thousand four. P.S. He's in a movie called P.S. Sammy Silverstein. Oh yeah, speaking of Anchorman, um, no offense, Paul Rudd, no offense, Brian Fantana and Sex Panther, but the funniest part of that movie, the funniest person in that movie is Brick brick tamlin (laughs) when he's like uh i think i killed a guy with a trident (laughs) i'm just thinking about just picturing brick holding a trident and doing that is making it's making me laugh right now it's making my it's making my heart chuckle so i mean you probably you probably think it's funny too and brick when he i think isn't brick the The Weatherman. I think Brick is the Weatherman. (laughs) He's just. I think I killed a man with a trident. Alright, so. P.S., Sammy Silverstein, Video 2004, Wake Up Ron Burgundy, Lost Movie, Brian Fantana. Then he's in a movie called. Tennis Anyone? Tennis Anyone? Sounds fun he plays lance rockwood he's in a movie the baxter dan abbott he's in the daily show 2005 gene safkin he plays plays a guy called gene safkin um stella more stella greg Ooh, this is a good movie underage movie comedy underage comedy the 40 year old virgin great movie. <laughs> just funny, funny, funny stuff. And that reminds me, Steve Carell, that reminds me of, we were just talking about it earlier, the Midwest, uh, the the old Midwest baseball trip. Um, we watched, that's the first time I ever saw Little Miss Sunshine is the night before we left my grandma's house to start that baseball trip. <laughs> that's the first time I ever saw Little Miss Sunshine. It was kinda of like it's kinda of groundbreaking at the time. I was like, wait, let me munch on this non disgiorno. mm But Little Miss Sunshine was kinda of, it was kinda of like Yeah, it was like earth it was earth shattering. It was like a different kind of movie. Like kind of like a dark comedy. Mm. So true. Excuse me. But Little Miss Sunshine was, I liked it. I think Greg Kinnear is a good actor, too. I remember Greg Kinnear from As Good As It Gets. Was that, oh, I may have mentioned that earlier. I cannot even remember if I mentioned that in an earlier podcast. But As Good As It Gets was Greg a Greg Kinnear and Jack Nicholson. It's like a road trip movie. I do remember I was talking about the best road trip movies. So you can go ahead and throw as good as, as good as it gets on the list of best road trip movies. But I I watched that movie for, I think I did mention this. I watched that movie for an assignment for a psychology class in college. (laughs) So it's like, that's a, that's a good memory of as good as it gets. Uh, It's just watching that movie for, That's funny that I watched that movie for class, I think. I don't know why. just funny to me. So 2006, Paul Rudd is in a movie called The O in Ohio. He plays Jack Chase. Uh, No idea what that is. Um, Ooh, here's a fun thing. 2006, he also plays Dave Penders in cheap seats without ron parker cheap seats remember one sec drink some water for my red robins Mm -mm -mm. did you hear that glugging my water ball was straight up making a loud glugging noise right there but anyway cheap seats the sklar brothers remember the sklar brothers i was just talking about them yesterday their the old the old show. I explained cheap seats actually, so I don't need to get back into it. But suffice to say, Paul Rudd was in Cheap Seats. He played the character in Cheap Seats, so you should definitely. I, if you like comedy, if you like funny things, and you don't have to like sports, but especially if you like comedy and sports, if you fall in that Venn diagram, if you're in that intersection of people then go on youtube and search cheap seats and watch a bunch of episodes and go ahead and laugh a ton cuz that's what you're going to do 2006 ooh here's a good one. 2006 he's in a movie called diggers he plays hunt diggers so in in diggers um it's a movie about like clam like clamors, like people who who search like they they dig for clams so my memory with this movie is i was in my backyard i for some reason i set up i set up my my chair and like stool and like laptop and i had an extension cord excuse me oh that's that pizza pizza coleslaw pizza pizza coleslaw but i had all my stuff set up in my backyard, in in my parents' backyard, under a tree. And it was like a nice summer day. I was probably drinking like some iced tea or lemonade or something. And I just remember sitting out there and watching Diggers and just laughing, laughing, laughing. <laughs> that's a, That was a great... See, that's what I'm saying when I say I remember like images, like settings, like environments, like... That's how. That's what sparks my memory. Personally, is is like a is a place or a, just a an image of a place in my in my head. Is I guess that's what that's what it does. I don't know. That's how my memory works. How does your memory work? So, two thousand six, he's in Robot Chicken. That's the that's Seth Green cartoon. I never never really watched that one. Uh, he plays a TV host, Ange Lee. Sock Puppets, Jasper the Douchebag Ghost. (laughs) He plays Jasper the Douchebag Ghost. What makes a... What would a douchebag ghost... What would a... Make a ghost a douchebag? Like, if they were, like, eating chips in your kitchen. Super loud at, like, 1 (laughs) a.m. Dad Jokes. Uh, 2006, he's in movie called the x he plays leon also in 2006 he's in night at the museum he plays Dawn. i love night at the museum this is classic ben stiller oh my goodness well i'm sure we'll probably do a ben stiller episode of a star is born in the future because he's a great actor too but a night at the museum is just a great concept for a movie if you don't know what it is it's a movie about, what is it, like the Natural History Museum in New York City. And and it's about the security guard there. And he's there at night or something. And all the exhibits come to life. So there's just a bunch of like woolly mammoths and like crazy Arctic animals from the frozen tundra. And then like Robin Williams is in it. And oh, we definitely got to do an episode for Robin Williams. <clears throat> To to honor the great Robin Williams. Um, oh man, Flubber. <laughs> oh Flubber is a great movie. Uh, but anyway, Night at the Museum. Don't want to get sidetracked from Night at the Museum. Such a good movie. I think I went to the second one with my family on Christmas one year. Like on Christmas Day, we went to Night at the Museum too. And it was a great, great thing to do on Christmas Day. I definitely recommend it. it's like a good movie to go to with your family on Christmas for some reason. I don't know why, but I I would, I would definitely um, check it out if I was you, if I had not seen it. Uh, So 2007, he is in the naked trucker and T bones show. What, whatever that is, he plays antagonistic passenger. Okay. 2007. He's in the 10. He plays Jeff Reigart. I've seen the 10, I think I saw it on Netflix, actually. It's a movie. It's about um, the Ten Commandments. So it's a comedy. It's pretty funny. It's all right. 2007, he's in Reno 911, Miami. He plays Ethan the Drug Lord. Never really got into the whole Reno 911. Is it Reno 911 or Reno 911? I don't even know. Uh, 2007 plays Knocked Up. He doesn't play Knocked Up. He plays Pete in Knocked Up. But shout out Knocked Up from earlier today. At the, the old gym. Playing on the old Comedy Central. Comedy Central Super Funny. <laughs> That's what... They should just make their slogan super funny. Like how TBS is very funny. They just try to one-up them. Um, knocked Up is pretty good. It's, it's a little slow. Definitely... Catherine Heigl like the top of her game though, you know. That's like Catherine <laughs> Heigl at her peak is knocked up, you know. That's that's uh, my two cents from that. Uh 2006, 2007, Reno 911 or 911 or whatever. Guy Garrick Colts for 5 episodes. Uh 2007 TV series Veronica Mars. They made the movie, right? Have not seen either, really. He plays Desmond Fellows. uh 2007. I Could Never Be Your Woman. Adam. Never heard of it. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Man, he was in a lot of movies in 2007. How much? One, two, three, four, five, six. He was in like seven things. Eight. He was in like eight things in 2007. Holy cow. <laughs> eight things in 2007 that's a big year for paul rudd holy cow holy toledo um (laughs) so anyway walk hard Dewey cox he plays john lennon E 2008 over her dead body he plays henry 2008 forgetting sarah marshall he plays chuck that's a great movie that movie really makes (laughs) not that It's tough to make Hawaii look like a cool place that you want to visit, but I just remember forgetting Sarah Marshall, making Hawaii seem like a tropical paradise. (laughs) No, I mean, Hawaii is... It's a tropical paradise, regardless of whether Forgetting Sarah Marshall was ever made or ever became a movie, but i just remember that movie making it look really cool it's just like really cool and really good and like you know anyway so tv series 2008 little britain usa no idea what that is french president um and then the other movie that was playing at the gym in 2008 role models not not in 2008 at the gym today the movie came out in 2008 role models he plays danny this is a great movie Romals is is might sneak into my top three at the end of the show. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it's a movie about um, LARPing. You know, um, live action role playing. <laughs> I've never never done it, but I would do it. It seems like a fun, it's like a cool thing that like yeah. I mean, if you don't know what LARPing is, it's like when people dress up like. I think they dress up like warriors and like. I don't know, like, I don't know necessarily what, like, medieval people or something? Like, like characters in Age of Empires or something? And then... Yeah, they just basically, like, fake fight each other. Like, I think they're not... I don't know if they're actually trying to hit each other. Like, it might be, like, professional wrestling. Like, it might be one of those things where, like, they already, like, pre-decide, like, who's gonna win. Like, and then just, like, act it out. But, I'm not really sure how it works, but role models definitely makes it look really cool and it's a great movie it has mclovin from Superbad. Mm, it also has stickler from uh, wait that's his name right stickler is that from uh, american pie stickler that sounds right stickler stickler's mom stickler okay anyway we're not talking about sean william scott right now we're talking about paul rudd um 2008 still two thousand eight. This is like the prime Paul Rudd, like 07, 08, 09. That's prime Paul Rudd years right there. He's in a uh, TV series, Wayney Days. So this is another David Wayne production, the dude who did uh, Stella Wet Hot American, and Wet Hot American Summer. Um, so that's that dude. Uh, 2009, he's in the movie Monsters vs. Aliens. He plays Derek Deitel. And that's a voiceover. That's a cartoon. 2009. He's in "I Love You, Man," your grandma's favorite movie. He plays Peter Clavin. Now this is definitely going to make it in my top three. I'm telling you right now, "I Love You, Man" is an awesome movie. I'm I'm going to click on it right now. It has a. Uh, it co-stars Jason Segel from "Forgetting Sarah Marshall." and it is a awesome movie you should definitely like check it out if you like comedy if you like paul rudd if you like jason siegel let me read you the friendless peter clavin goes on a series of mandates to find a best man for his wedding see that's all i have to read right there but i'll keep going though but when his instabond with his new bff puts a strain on his, on his relationship with his fiance, can the trio learn to live happily ever after that's so funny. They have to, they have to learn to live. All three of them have to learn to live together, even though he's just getting married to his fiance. That's hilarious. But this is—it's just a funny plot. It's a good elevator pitch. It's a good idea for a movie. And Paul Rudd and Jason Segel pretty much kill it. So check it out. I love you, man. I love you, man. Are you listening? Whoa. Sing it back. Whoa. We'll all float on. All right. Already we'll all float on. That was last episode. Whoa. We're not doing float on anymore. We got to keep moving. Uh, Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Fire it up. Fire it up. Keep it moving, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that was just a little... A little a little mid-pod pump-up speech for myself is what that was 2009 in stalker he plays billy phillips uh 2009 there's a video called being green he plays mr earth looks like a sesame yes sesame street i never really i don't think i was into sesame street as a kid honestly seems like a pretty frightening thing (laughs) seriously i'm probably not the first person to say it but like, Big Bird is, like, scary, scary th- person. <laughs> it's not a person. It's a big bird. It's a frightening thing. It's it's crazy. Why would that be a thing for kids? Like, that's crazy to me. I don't know. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just my two cents on uh, Sesame Street. But 2009, he's in a little thing called Year One. You'll probably remember Year One from my famous... Story about me and Steven Ungeracht sneaking in. <coughs> well, actually, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh my goodness. <coughs> oh my goodness. Ah, <coughs> oh, I just had a piece of coleslaw coated in hot sauce that just went down one of the wrong pipes. <coughs> Holy Toledo, I just chugged some water, like frantically chugged some water, oh, I need to drink some more water, Mm-mm. maybe I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be trying to talk while I'm eating probably, holy cow, <laughs> oh man, that was a crazy moment, oh, we're good, we're good <clears> though, <throat> <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> that was, I wonder if that was scary for the listener, Oh, I'm good. I'm good over here. It's still still light outside. It's I'm just doing like a it's five twenty. See it's five twenty and it's still light outside. So that's where we're at now and that's where we're at now in Pullman with our sunsets. It's still super light, it's five twenty. But anyway you remember Oh my gosh, I can't believe I almost just died there. Holy cow, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> that was so that was so boring i was so worried there for like two seconds i was like wait a second i'm gonna <laughs> oh i'm good but so <laughs> i need to get my mind back on track here let's let's get back on this dinner train right here here we go 2009 year one that's uh the one that means and steven steven Dungerecht, my best friend from back in the day We bought tickets for year one. That was the first movie that we went to. And then after that, we went to The Hangover, as you will remember from um, the Brody Stevens episode last night. And then after that, we went to Land of the Lost, as you'll remember from the Will Ferrell episode, the first episode of A Star is Born. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. So this is now the third episode that I've talked about. (laughs) The Steven Unger Act uh triple movie feature um sneaking in story so let's see how long we can keep that streak going i want to see i want to see if we can do that i want to see if we can find a way to weave that in to every single episode of a star is born that might be like the six degrees of kevin bacon of a star is born Is like is the thing <laughs> where we talk about the we find a way to connect the excuse me the Steven Ungrecht triple feature, uh, sneaking in story. We'll find it. We'll, I'll write it down. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm that one. (laughs) We'll workshop it. Oh man. Holy cow. I'm good. I'm good. We're back. We're back on track. We're doing good. We're doing swell. 2010. He's in dinner for schmucks. He plays Tim, uh, alongside Steve Carell. That's a it's a decent movie. It's alright. It's a comedy. Um, I saw it in theaters, I think. I um, want to try to explain it. I guess I will. Might as well. Just got into it. Here we go. So, Dinner for Schmucks. It's a comedy. It's 114 minutes. This is a long comedy. This is like a Judd Apatow length comedy. Or almost as long as a Judd Apatow movie, at least. So, Dinner for Schmucks. When he finds out that his work superiors host a dinner celebrating the idiocy of their guests, <laughs> the idiocy of their guests, a rising executive questions questions it when he's invited, just as he befriends a man who would be the perfect guest he a rising executive questions it when he's in, invited just as he befriends a man who would be the perfect guest, okay, so yeah, Paul Red plays the rising executive and then steve carell plays the the perfect guest and hilarity ensues pretty much (laughs) pretty much the only thing i remember from that movie is they had like a a finger you know like when people used to like do the finger gun things and they just kept going "Pew, pew 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 so yeah that's that was the funniest that was the funniest part of that movie if if you think that was funny, then check out Dinner for Schmucks. Also, in two thousand ten, he plays George in a movie called How Do You Know? Two thousand eleven, he plays Ned in Our Idiot Brother. It's a pretty funny movie about like a weird, like hippie brother. He he plays the idiot brother. 2011 a short with jason siegel and paul rudd meet rush Ooh, yeah because oh i forgot to say that a big part of i love you man is that he's a huge fan of rush so i think paul rudd and jason siegel i think they do a rush cover band i'm pretty sure so that was pretty funny if you're a fan of rush you'll probably like i love you man even more 2011, he's also in a short called Moves, The Rise and Rise of the New Pornographers. The Rise and Rise. Um, Okay. I think the New Pornographers is a band, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me. 2011, he's in Saturday Night Live. SNL, he plays Austin Vogelcheck and Patron. 2012 he's in wanderlust he plays george gergenblatt more alliteration wanderlust is a good movie it's uh he stars alongside jason or um jason siegel uh jennifer anison and um they go to a they're like a couple from new york city like a hustle and bustle like rat race couple and they go to like this weird hippie commune in the middle of nowhere and they live there i think and it's really funny. You should it's a good underrated Paul Rudd movie. That might that might go top 3 too. We're already we're already shaping the top 3 of the Paul Rudd catalog. So we shape, it's shaping as we're going. That's how this works. So 2012 The Perks that's just that's just a peak behind the curtain, okay? Of how how the sausage gets how the sausage gets made, how the fudge gets packed. That's that's a peak behind my curtain, okay? 2012 The Perks of Being a Wallflower. He plays Mr. Anderson. I heard this is a good movie. It's like one of those like indie movies. Twenty twelve, he's in Louis uh, before the controversy. (laughs) Uh, He plays himself in one episode. Twenty twelve, he's also in This Is Forty. He plays Pete. That's like the I don't know if it's the official sequel to Knocked Up or like the unofficial sequel. It's one of those. uh, But This Is 40 is also like two and a half hours. So it's like a crazy long... It's a comedy. It's like a two and a half hour comedy. So if you're into like long comedies, then check out This Is 40. And another funny part of that movie is when... I think it's actually him and Jason Segel. Gosh, Paul Rudd works with Jason Segel a lot. But I think... So so Paul Rudd and Jason Segel go to Las Vegas and... They go um, to the Blue Man Group when they're on mushrooms. So I just remember that being like a f- probably the funniest part of that movie. It's when <laughs> can you imagine they're doing that? They're in Las Vegas on mushrooms, just going to a crazy show like Blue Man Group. I would love to go to Blue Man Group. That would that seems like something I want to put on my on my the buried life on my bu- buried life bucket list. Go to Blue Man Group. It's a weird thing, specific, but seems cool. Um, seems interesting, like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Like Siegfried and Roy. Is one of those dudes dead? Did one of I know one of them got mauled by a tiger, but did they die when they got mauled by the tiger, or did they keep living and then just continue working with the tiger that mauled them? <laughs> oh my god. You have to be crazy. You have to be crazy, like almost as crazy as the people who do the squirrel suit jumping thing to be Siegfried and Roy. (laughs) To do the stuff that Siegfried and Roy do, you have to pretty much be an insane person. Or Mike Tyson, um, because he loves the Tigers too, as we know from The Hangover. 2013, he's in a little movie called, a little indie movie called Prince Avalanche. He plays Alvin. I tried watching this movie it's it's on netflix i think it's such an indie movie it's like the definition of a like an indie flick so it's about like two construction workers who are i think they're like paving a road or maybe painting the middle lines like the middle yellow or white lines in the middle of the road you know just in like a country road like in the middle of the mountains or something and it's pretty much just like a it's like a lo-fi movie. Like remember like those what's oh what's the word? Like not sad sack, but mumble mumblecore. That's what they are. It's like a mumblecore movie. <laughs> you know, like those super boring, like nothing really happens, but then they watch some T V on it and go to the grocery store and it's those kinds of movies. So twenty thirteen, he's also in Admission with Tina Fey. He plays John Pressman. I i can't remember if i saw this one or not but it seems like it would be good though if it's paul Rudd and tina fey tina fey might have a future episode of a star is born we'll we'll have to see about that well i don't know how many credits tina fey has because you know she's got like 30 rock and then snl but then how many movie credits does tina fey have like That'll be something to look into, I guess, before we'll we'll have to look into that. But I'll get my producers on it. Uh, I'll get the producer, producer, look up uh, Tina Fey, please. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. Uh, 2013 TV series called Burning Love. He plays Nate for three episodes. Cool. I think it's like, oh, I think Burning Love was the parody of The Bachelor. Yes, that's what it is which sounds like a super funny show and i think it's one of those it might be an internet show i'm not sure if it was on tv might be one of those web series but burning love looks looks very funny i may have seen like half an episode or something 2013 he's also in a movie called all is bright he plays renee so it's kind of like a play on words right there like all is right all is bright Uh, 2013, he plays, oh, this is a, now, this is a great comedy. If you like comedies, which you probably do if you're listening to this, if we're going to be honest, which is the theme of the podcast, you got to be honest, (laughs) so we're going to be honest here. If you like comedies, check out This is the End, Paul Redd plays himself, it's the apocalyptic movie, it's like the Hollywood, it's the one, it's the Seth Rogen and James Franco one, where everyone plays themselves but like weird extreme versions of of themselves and they're all like they're all marooned in a house in the middle of the apocalypse and i think they're in hollywood or beverly hills or something and they're pretty much just trapped in this house together and and they're they're like trying to kill each other and stuff and like stealing food from each other oh it's so funny it it's a big spoof. It's like a big spoof parody movie of like those like apocalyptic movies. Oh my gosh! Easy for me to say apocalyptic movies. There we go. Twenty thirteen, also twenty thirteen. But anyway, um, yeah, you should definitely check out. This is the end. It might be on Netflix. Might be able to add to the Netflix queue. We'll see about that. We'll get the research team on that one. So twenty thirteen as well. He's in Anchorman two. The legend continues. Plays Brian Fantana again. Um I already talked a lot about Anchorman 2, so we won't we'll just skip right on by that. 2013 TV series. He's in Hudson Valley Ballers. No idea what Hudson Valley Ballers is. Let's click on it and find out. He plays Tampa Saint Pete. That sounds funny. Wow, there's not much not much information about it other than Paula Pell stars in it and that name sounds familiar but get a little sip of water Mm mm. get that coleslaw all washed down there we go nice and clear my throat so we'll have another coleslaw incident that will from now on that will be known as the coleslaw incident from The Paul Rudd episode of A Star is Born. (laughs) All right, I can't really figure out what Hudson Valley Ballers is other than Paula Pell being in it. Um, Actually, now I'm interested in who Paula Pell is. So we're back on the page. I'm clicking on Paula Pell and let's see what she's been. And she's known, oh, she's known for being a writer on SNL for. Twenty-one year from nineteen ninety-five to two thousand sixteen. That's a long time. Holy cow. And looks like she was in Inside Out. Inside Out's a great Pixar movie. I'll have to rank my Pixar movies. Rank the Pixar movies someday. That'll be. Not today though. We're already <laughs> we're already full enough enough going on in this Paul Red episode. We'll we'll save the Pixar rankings for for another episode with someone who has a little less credits um okay so paula pell she's a writer is what she is because she wrote for 30 rock too so she's a big time writer that's cool though she wrote for snl and 30 rock that's impressive at the same time too how do you write for both of those shows at the same time that's impressive cool (laughs) wow so 2011 to 2014 hey speak of the devil it's our favorite show it's our favorite show is coming back the simpsons <laughs> he plays paul rudd he also plays this is funny he also plays judd apatow and Dark, dr Xander. why that, that's so weird like why wouldn't the simpsons be able to get judd apatow for an episode like why would they have to have paul rudd to his voice is is judd apatow too good for the simpsons did he give the hi-hat to the simpsons did he put his nose up to the simpsons what get off your high horse judd apatow go do your voice on the simpsons come on get in the studio man come on man (laughs) that's my call to action for judd apatow who might i don't know are we ever gonna do directors Ooh, that might be something to consider for the future that's something to think about. Maybe I'll have to do a director or two for an episode of *Stars Born*. Okay, okay. Um, twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, he's in *The Greatest Event in Television History*. He plays Kip, Buffy, and director. Speaking of directors. That's a good name for a TV show. That's funny. Uh, twenty fourteen, he's also in *They Came Together*. He plays Joel uh that's like a funny i've seen this one i think it's on netflix go ahead and add it to your queue if you want it's in um it's just like a spoof it's like a parody of of romantic comedies basically and he's he's on the cover of it with amy poehler so if that sounds interesting to you go ahead and check that out 2014 he's also in a tv show called trip tank which sounds super familiar it's an old cartoony he, he's a voice of tom That sounds familiar. Um, 2012 to 2015. Hey, here's a weird serendipitous turn of events. Wow. This really is like... I do believe in the quiz in this thing now. Holy cow. 2012 to 2015. Parks and Rec. He plays Bobby Newport. Like, I should have thought of the connection. Like, he's also in... That's another Paul Rudd thing that they were showing at the gym today. Because if you'll remember, as I said, I was watching parks and rec on the Commie central tv over there on the, towards to my right because roll miles was to the left and then next to roll miles it was the ohio state maryland game which maryland won maryland took home at home and um but then to my right there was the Comedy central and they were playing parks and rec so that's what i'm saying that's so weird how they're playing parks and rec and then they went to knocked up from paul rudd to paul rudd excuse me, from Paul Rudd to more Paul Rudd, it's a Paul Rudd kind of day over here, and it's a ruddy kind of day over here in Pullman, you know, it's a ruddy Saturday, let me, let me sip some wadski from my Red Robins ski, Mm. what would a ruddy day be like, is that like a, it's not like a cruddy day, like ruddy sounds like, is that like a good thing, or is it, I think ruddy means like you're kind of just hanging out around the house and kind of just like messing around and just putting around kind of. It kind of reminds me of like putting around, like a ruddy day. You're just, you're not doing anything. Oh, that does remind me, speaking of not doing anything and putting around the house, I have to do some laundry. I'm looking at it right now. That's what I was going to do earlier. I completely forgot. But that's okay, because I would have ended up doing it before the podcast, and then I would have ended up talking like this for a few hours and been like, where's my laundry oh yeah it's in the washer holy cow (laughs) hopefully my roommate didn't have to do it (laughs) anyway i can do it now i still have time it's not we're not in a hurry we're not going anywhere anyway this is a ruddy kind of day it's just a it's a ruddy saturday over here in pullman and i have to use the facilities so i'm gonna go ahead and put you on pa we back we back how was your break Mine was good. You're probably wondering, Chris, why do you go to the bathroom so much? And let me tell you why. Because I drank a bunch of coffee and water today, okay? Get off my back, okay? Jeez, let me live, let me live. Were you productive during your break? Did you get some stuff done? Did you vacuum? Maybe do some laundry? Clean your shoes? Who knows? Throw away an old backpack? We're productive. Let's get back into it. I feel like I shouldn't have explained myself like why, why I have to go to the bathroom so much. It's cuz I drank a bunch of coffee, okay? It's probably the coffee, okay? So, After Parks and Rec. We're still talking about Parks and Rec. Um that's one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> that All right, you know I'm going to say it. I I hate to say it. add it to the Netflix queue. Add it to the Netflix queue, baby. Just do it, man. If you haven't seen Parks and Rec, you're missing out. It's a hilarious show. It's a comedy, it's based on a parks and recreation department of the government in Indiana, a small town in Indiana. So, if that sounds interesting to you. Which, should, if you like The Office, what if there's a person? Who lo- what is the- there's a person who loves the office but has never even heard of Parks and Rec. I want to meet that person. That sounds like an interesting person to me. Like I would interview them. Like I would like legitimately just want to talk to them about their life and like how they've managed to go through their life like loving the office but like not even being aware of like Parks and Rec cuz they're so similar. That's my point from that. They're so similar. There's this. They're like almost the same show. Except the weird thing is, myself personally, I I don't want to be controversial. Don't get angry at me. You can tweet me if you disagree. Send me send me your thoughts. Let me know. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. My website. Check it out. But I'm gonna say something controversial. I like Parks and Rec more than The Office what you like parks and rec more than the off yeah i like parks and rec more than the office man it sounds weird just coming out of my mouth right now but because like the office kind of laid the groundwork for parks and rec but i think parks and rec just took the ball and just ran it they they ran it through the end of the through the back of the end zone and just kept running just all the way into the end zone in a nearby town of Different stadium. <laughs> they just took. They took the ball and ran with it. Like Parks and Rec is the best. Like the characters are more well. They're in my opinion. I think the characters they spend a little more time with them in Parks and Rec. Like a little more time, like hashing them out and like developing them and like giving them backgrounds and real lives. Like I think people in the office are just they're in. they they spend too much time. It sounds weird. It's in the t- title of the show. <laughs> too much of the office is spent in the office like that's what i like about parks and rec it's like it seems like they get out out and about more they're more they're more active it's more out and about town they're more diverse like not like i mean like diverse like activities like they they do different things the office seems like it's kind of like all just pranks you know (laughs) the office is a bunch of just like pranks and then michael's acting dumb i'm not that michael acting dumb is not funny like michael's one of the funniest characters in the history of tv michael scott like he might be funnier than anyone in parks and rec like i guess if i had to choose the funniest person in parks and rec i might say andy chris pratt's character i might say ron swanson ron swanson's not like slapstick funny though he's like understated like what's the he plays the straight man. You know, he's... He's a... Uh, I can't think of the word for it right now, but he's serious funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, check out Parks and Rec. And check out The Office, too, while you're at it. I think Paul Rudd might be in The Office. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if it shows up on his credits. So, TV show 2015 as well. He's in something called Moon Boy. Moon Boy is with... Um, the dude from, the dude from Bridesmaids, that was he like from New Zealand or Australia or something? You know who I'm talking about. The cop, Chris O'Dowd, the cop from Bridesmaids, a great movie. Uh, Twenty fifteen, he's also in The Little Prince, Mister Prince, the voice of uh, that cartoon. Twenty fifteen, he's in Ant Man, Scott Lang. He plays uh, Scott Lang, Ant Man went to this movie with my mom. I remember that very well. <laughs> it was just a funny movie to go to with your mom. Like, I think my mom liked it, though. It's not really, like, up her alley, but... Because she's not, like... Just like me. I don't like the superhero movies, really, either. But we were both kind of like... This is pretty good, actually. Because it's not a traditional superhero movie. It's, uh i think it's kind of like a parody of superhero movies it's kind of making fun of them almost because ant-man sounds like a sounds dumb <laughs> how else can i say it like ant-man doesn't sound like a good superhero but i guess he is um tv series 2015 whih Newsfront. he plays scott lang that must be another ant-man connection or something uh, 2015 TV series, you know what? I just talked about it, Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp, like I said, he plays Andy, um, like I said, there's a TV show on Netflix for, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, I think I've seen one episode, so I don't really have too much to say about it, other than it obviously didn't hook me, I guess, but that's just how good that movie is, though, is it sets you up for expectations are like way too high i guess like the tv show just it seemed like it had to be awesome but it'd probably be pretty funny though if i give it a chance i'll have to give it a chance sometime but i just personally i like i'd rather listen to a podcast than watch a show on netflix because i like the ability to be able to listen and kind of like do other stuff while you're listening, like. I'm not, I'm not super productive while I'm listening to podcasts, always. But sometimes, I like I'll be doing my laundry or doing the dishes or eating, or not that you can't eat and watch something on Netflix, but I just like the ability of listening to something and doing other stuff. Like I don't really understand people who watch podcasts. That's just me personally, but I never. I never considered it a visual medium i considered i've always considered podcasts to be an audio an audio only medium but that's just me i guess it depends like what the podcast is like with something like excuse me something like joe rogan i think you don't you don't really have to watch joe rogan i think it's one of those things that you can just listen to and you'll you'll probably get just as much out of that experience That's just my two cents. 2015 TV series. Let's see. Neon Joe. Speaking of Joe. Neon Joe. Werewolf Hunter. Plays Paul Rudd. Uh, Anyone Can Quantum. Was a short from 2016 where he played Paul Rudd. Um, The Fundamentals of Caring. From 2016. He plays Ben Benjamin. Oh, here's a good movie. 2016. He plays Darren. Darren. The voice sausage party oh my goodness i think this movie came out when i was working at amc movie theater in woodenville so i think i might have seen this one for free but or maybe i just saw the end of it a bunch because when you're an usher when you work as an usher at the movie theater you end up just seeing the end of the same movies like 20 times in a row it's crazy like, I, I remember specifically seeing, I remember the the music that plays at the end of The Secret Life of Pets. It's, that's how specific it is. <laughs> like, I remember, like, the bunny. Uh, Kevin Hart is the bunny in The Secret Life of Pets, which is actually a good movie. I would recommend it. Throw it on your Netflix queue. Throw it on the Netflix queue. But the Secret Life of Pets. Um, I just remember everything about the last 15 minutes from that movie cuz that's what you do when you work at the movie theater is you watch the last 15 minutes. I loved I love working at the movie theater. That was an awesome time for me cuz I'm a big movies pert. If you haven't noticed yet, I love movies. They kind of tie my life together. Like they tie like different periods of time in my life. They put stamps on it and it just ties it all together and just makes everything seem like more connected and more more meaningful kind of I guess I mean just it just adds more more value to my life almost I think like I think a lot of people feel that way like a lot of people really love movies because they make them feel things and they inspire them to do things and they just they they make us excited to go out and like live and like some people like like I wonder how many people. Ooh, we'll have to do a John Cusack episode, near future of a star is born. But I wonder how many people became air traffic controllers just because of the John Cusack Billy Bob Thornton movie Pushing Tin, which is a great movie. I love John John Cusack. John Cusack's awesome, but <laughs> so fu- not funny. But John Cusack's just a great. He's like a great actor. Like he knows how to do like the pouty like drama like. Ugh, like he, he knows how to like act like hurt, you know. <laughs> but that's like a movie. It just glorifies the profession of air traffic controller. And I bet I bet honestly thousands of people like they made like the life decision to become an air traffic controller, to go to school, like years of school to become that profession just because of that movie. Like they probably got inspired like at a young age or like something like Top Gun. Like how many people how many people like wanted to fly planes because of Top Gun, like thousands of people, thousands of people. And then speaking of Top Gun, Top Gun two coming out. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait for Top Gun two. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy cow. Is it going to be more, it's going to be more beach volleyball in the jeans. <laughs> Why would you wear jeans when you're playing beach volleyball? It doesn't make any sense. But that's why it's great. That's why Top Gun is a classic movie. It's a classic 80s movie too. It's a whole genre. Let's get back to the action. But yeah, 80s movies is definitely like a a genre. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. So I was saying how much I loved working at AMC. Because it was was awesome. Because I got the chance i went to movies for free whenever i want so if i ended my shift my shift ended at like 10 i would i would just go to a movie that started at like 10 15 or like 10 20 like that's that's what i was doing i would just work and then and then i think i might have been able to get free food sometimes too so i would just work and then get some free food and then just go watch a movie right after my shift And I really like doing that. Like, I think I probably watched like maybe like fifteen movies for free during. I worked there for six months in twenty sixteen. I definitely got my money's worth there for seeing the free movies. Yeah, it was just a good place for like a a cinephile like myself, someone who loves loves the cinema. I love the cinema. Like, I like the. I just love the idea of the big screen. It just has like carries a special lore oh speaking of the big screen i thought of something else i i wanted to talk about because if you listen to the brody stevens episode episode three of a Stars born you know that i talked a lot about wanting to move to california like i really want to move to S- southern california like los angeles i mean it's something that i know that in my heart of hearts that's something i'm gonna do someday someday soon hopefully someday soon and it's just something that's I've really had a passion for always. But something else I want to do when I move down there, like I was talking about, like I was talking about wanting to be a TV writer, write for sitcom, maybe make my own TV show, maybe make movies, like make Sponge Cake the movie. That's still something that we can get. We can get that campaign going. But something else I want to do when I'm down there is I want to be a commercial actor. I want to be in commercials that'd be cool. And that's like something I, I've just heard stories like on podcasts, like of people like saying that they went to hang out at UCB, uh, upright citizens brigade, which is the, uh, what's it, what's it called? What's it called? improv. It's the improv place. And one of the improv places in LA, but yeah, UCB is like a famous improv place. And I've heard about people just going there and do like what they do stand up there maybe i don't see i don't even know if they do stand up at ucb they definitely do improv but i've heard of people just going there and like hanging out or taking classes or something and then then they book commercials and like (laughs) that'd be cool to be in the commercial you know like make those get those royalties and then but just be on tv and be like yeah that's me (laughs) like people like Look around the bar. They look at you and they're like, "Wait, is that you in that in that toothpaste commercial? Like what? Like what? Is that you like brushing your teeth over there? Like, it's awesome. Like being a commercial seems like very cool. So that's not like the reason why I want to move to California though. The reason why I want to move to LA is because I want to be a writer. Like I want to be a professional writer. I want to I want to write for TV shows. I want to make movies. And I want to." I mean but i like to I like to be in front of the camera too. Like I'm I wanna do stand up comedy too. That's another big thing I talked about a lot last night. So I mean I talked about all this last night already, so you know what I'm saying. But stand up comedy is another big thing. I'd love to do that and California's kind of the LA's kinda of the hub, honestly. It's kinda of LA and New York City are like the two hubs of stand up comedy being a commercial seems like it'd be fun too that's what i was that's what i like to say just it's easy to say it though like i just want i want i want to put it into action i want to but the only way you can do that i guess is by literally picking up and moving to california so i guess it's just something you got to do instead of talking about so eventually that will that will happen i think eventually pretty soon um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, that was a little just sidetracked there, a little <laughs> rant about my my obsession with California, but 2016, Captain America Civil War, Scott Lang slash Ant-Man. Um, I have not seen it. Oh yes, I was just gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Sausage Party is super funny. It's, it's like a very explicit movie though, about a bunch of items from a grocery store who all... They all like band together and try to escape someone's house or something. So it's super funny. Check it out. Uh, Might be on Netflix. Add it to the Netflix queue. 2016. Nerdland. He's the voice of John. Uh, 2016 TV show Bob's Burgers. Never really watched Bob's Burgers much. He plays Jericho. Twenty sixteen TV movie. Another TV movie. Quantum is calling. He plays Paul Rudd. Lots of TV movies. Uh, 2017 TV series, Nightcap, he plays Paul Rudd. 2017 Fun Mom Dinner. He plays Brady. I gotta I clicked on Fun Mom Dinner because I'm like interested in what Fun Mom <laughs> Fun Mom Dinner is. Four moms, whose only common ground is their kids' preschool class, decide to get together for a harmless, fun mom dinner. What? I gotta see who these who plays the four moms. Uh, so Rob Huettes in it. Uh, Tony Collette, Molly Shannon. Who's this? Bridget Ev. Bridget Everett. Bridget Everett. Okay, so that sounds like a fun that sounds like a fun idea for a movie okay let's see if we can get out of that and now we're back on paul rudd's page we're back home okay 2017 tv series oh yeah and it's it's actually definitely dark outside now so in case you were wondering about that uh all right anyway <laughs> okay a little little weather update there um 2017 tv series white hot american summer 10 years later so there's another installment of that tv show what American Summer, of the movie, the TV show about the movie based on the movie, plays Andy six episodes. The Catcher Was a Spy, 2018, Mo Berg. Oh, we're getting down to it. We're all the way to 2018 now. Can you believe it? We've made it all the way to 2018 already. The Catcher Was a Spy, kind of like The Catcher in the Rye, um, a major league baseball player, Mo Berg lives a double life working for the Office of Strategic Services. What? And Paul Rudd plays Mo Berg. So that sounds pretty crazy. I mean, I can't really buy Paul Rudd in, like, that's, like, the serious... Like, do you buy Paul Rudd as a spy? I honestly... I'm not really buying it. Like, I'm not... Like, sorry, I'm sorry, but I just don't see Paul Rudd in that role. Like, he's not... He's not meant to play that. Paul Rudd's like the goofy guy. Paul Rudd's like the guy who's like mows his lawn. He's your neighbor who's mowing his lawn. He he's like the dude who has a hammock in his yard. Like that's Paul Rudd. Like Paul Rudd's the guy who coaches the Low League baseball team. Like he's the guy who like who buys everyone like ice cream after the game. Like (laughs) Paul Rudd's like the guy, like he's not the spy. He's not like a super secret spy guy. He's like a super down-to-earth guy. But anyway, 2018. Still 2018, I, a movie called Ideal Home. He plays Paul. 2018 as well, a movie called Mute. He plays Cactus Bill. Cactus Bill, that's a fun name. There's a TV series called I Zombie. He plays himself, 2018. Lots of zombie stuff going on now. I got, I got a little into that Z Nation show not into it but my roommate was watching it and i watched a couple episodes of it with him i was like this is pretty good i like i enjoyed it it's fun like you don't have to like zombie stuff you don't have to like gore it's kind of a comedy let's see 2018 he's in the second ant man another ant man so Ant Man in the wasp scott lang slash ant man 2018 as well conan plays sethy boone (laughs) <laughs> Sethi Boone uh, let's see there's something called Living With Yourself a TV series for 8 episodes no year specified and then the last credit for Paul Rudd the last one of 112 this is 112 of 112 <laughs> Avengers Endgame he plays Scott Lane slash Ant-Man I'm, I'm clicking on it when is this one uh, I'm scrolling down I'm scrolling I'm scrolling rolling 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 scrolling 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 it comes out april 26th so look go ahead and look forward to that um, i never really got into any of the avengers movies or like i said any superhero movie you're probably wondering what's your favorite superhero movie if you had to say your favorite superhero movie of all time it might be dark knight or it might be the first Spider-Man. I think those are the two options. Those are two good options. Okay. Wow. Holy Toledo. We are almost... We almost did it. I can't believe it. Paul Rudd us such a big catalog. So top three off the top of the head right now. Let's do it. I love you, man. Role models. And what do I go? What do I go? Oh, Anchorman. An Anchorman. Um, let's put Anchorman above. Oh wait, right, let's go... We'll go Anchorman first, then I Love You Man, then Role Models. Boom, 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 boom. One, two, three. That's how it's done. Holy Toledo! We are almost there. Let me just throw out a few of my plugs. Obviously, it's a podcast. You got to throw out plugs. Check out my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. Follow me on Twitter at Chris the Author eight follow me on instagram at chris arneson eight arneson a-r-n-e-s-o-n oh yeah that's something we gotta talk about that's we never talked about that um what should my ghost what should my name be my pen name my stage name i kind of like what chris floyd was a good one i think right now chris floyd's at the top of the leaderboard i would say probably it It's just very catchy. It sounds Sounds wise and writerly. I like it. So, might be might be Chris Floyd from now on. We'll see. No, well, nothing official, but we're just we're just throwing it out there. We're just <laughs> we're just throwing it out there. But it's nothing nothing written in sand, or it is written in sand, or not. Whichever one means it's not permanent. Um, a website, not my website, ChrisTheAuthor.com. Go there, go there now. And my books, um, I have Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town, and What's in the Fridge. Those are both on Amazon, and you can get them on Kindle as well. And I really hope you do check them out. I would love for you to check them out. I'd love for you to check out all my stuff. And what I really need from you, I'll need it. I love it though. It would be awesome. It make me so, What am I talking like? Why am I talking like this? I'd be so happy. It, it would make me so happy if you tell all your friends, tell all your friends, tell all your family members, tell all your coworkers, tell everyone you know about a Stars Born. Tell them a Stars Born is coming. It's a podcast, and it's in the. It's coming. It's coming for the for the podcast Super Bowl. It's coming for it. So beware. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to episode four of A Star is Born, uh, the Paul Rudd episode. My name is Chris Arneson. I have been your host. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And before I before I let you go, let me just drop a little hip hip. When you're on a holiday Can't find the words to say All the things you wanna do And I wanna feel them too On an island in the sun We'll be playing and having fun And it make me feel so fine I can't control my brain Thank you. I love you. Good night.